Hello and welcome to Game Brain. I'm Ben Mandelker. Joining me today, Mr. Paul Satachet. Hey, Paul, what's going on? Hey, Ben, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. This is a, this is a in case you didn't know, this is a podcast about our game group. Is it? What do we do in this game group? We mainly crochet. The crocheting game yeah. group, yeah. Yeah, it's we're really bad with our branding. Like I'm looking at your uh, your photo of your your face as a cake, and it says wild berry buttercream. And it occurred to me that like, what is wild berry? Okay, so some context for what the hell Paul is talking about. We're over here in my in my house. Uh, there is a for people who watch the Great British Bake Off. If you don't watch it, you should start watching. If you do watch. Uh, one thing that happens is uh, contestants will talk about the cakes that they are going to make. And then the production then creates like kind of a drawing that has like a cross section cut right. out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's and right, yeah. uh, you can see what's on the inside of the cake. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one of the listeners of Watch What Crap Ends, we were we used to recap Great British Bake Off. Um, and so someone, someone made this picture, which is an ode to Ben cake, which on the outside, it's basically on the outside, it looks like a, a, a handsomer version of me podcasting. Uh, and it has dark chocolate frosting and chocolate orange whoopie pie ear, uh, headphones as, uh, like, cause I'm podcasting. And the vanilla, in the inside, there's a vanilla sponge. This is according to the painting, I should say. And wild berry buttercream. So I'm going to assume the wild berry buttercream is like a foraged, Kind of berry. What kind like of berries a, would be wild berry, though? All I mean, aren't all berries wild? I mean, they're not grown in a lab. So I would say raspberry and blackberry would be the most. Sure, okay. I'm sure there's some Norwegian mulberry. berries. Is mulberry a thing? Mulberry, huckleberry, Lincolnberry. Okay, so it's just like like foraged berries. This is yes, and so this this picture is. I absolutely love this picture, but the one area that I have trouble with, I love that someone made this. They made it for me and my co-host Ronnie. But obviously, the one thing that I struggle with is I hate, 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 hate berries. All berries. So it's like, it's painful for me that there's berries in my cake. But so, you know what, though? That's life. That's right. So welcome to Cake Talk, everyone. Like <laughs> You started this. You asked the question. <laughs> no, no, here's no, no, the no, answer. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's right. Uh, oh, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. So, yes. Um, welcome back. Uh, this podcast almost did not happen today. But luckily, Paul and I are American heroes. Uh- American heroes. That's right. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm basically under the weather. Matt is even more under the weather. Tom is. It's his birthday. It's his birthday. So, so everyone who hears this, like, wish him a happy birthday. Wish Tom a big happy birthday. And Trey is in like Hawaii or something yeah, like yeah, that. So, yeah, and so yeah, the greater you know like a, a greater place. But he'll yeah. be back tomorrow. So he'll be back. Come back down to non paradise. Exactly. So it wasn't. We weren't going to do the podcast this this weekend, and then I was at. I, I woke up today. I was like, "No, we should do it. We should do it because it's been off for a few for a few weeks." You so, know, Ben. Yeah. Yes, Paul. I might be a great American hero, but I think you're the greatest American. <laughs> believe, believe it or, it or not. not. <laughs> believe it or not. By the way, Paul, your shirt, great shirt on you. Thank you. Thank you. Like I was at a baby shower today, and this is blue and pink. So I, oh, I, I didn't know the baby's uh, sex. So like, thank you for yeah. promoting the binary. Yeah, I, I, that's exactly. But if you look, there's there's a, a blend there too. It's <laughs> beautiful. So we're gonna just talk. Paul and I are just gonna talk about the games we played over break. We're gonna wing. We're gonna wing it, everyone. We're so. gonna wing it. We're gonna talk about the games we played over break. We're gonna try to talk about. You know, we didn't do any uh, best of 2023 because that's we we like to do that a little bit later. Although I saw that like a bunch of podcasts and content creators did theirs already. And now I feel like I have FOMO because I want to be included in some of the year end roundups. And now I'm like, ugh. But we're here. But we're here. But we're here. We do what we can. Like, we'll know. do what we can. So, so we're, we may, we may attempt to do an off the cuff. What was our best, like maybe new to me of oh, 2023 sure. or like some of our favorite plays. We're going to have sort of like a hindsight 
um, like a like a moose bush of the best. Of like this will be like a flashback episode. Oh, that's good. That's good. Like this is this is a this is a bottle episode that we flashback. This is this is the two of us. We are like we're it's like we're with Sophia and Dorothy, and we're sitting around the table late at night. Pulled out the cheesecake, the Basque cheesecake, yep, perhaps. Yep. Yes, and uh, we're like, remember the time when that <laughs> happened? Love it, love it, love it. Um, but Paul, how's how's it going though? Did you have a night? You had a nice break. I think so. I mean, uh, 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 my wife came back from Europe, like uh, Ireland and Portugal, with COVID. Love and, it. And so, like, uh, and then uh, it, that destroyed my trip to Texas. So <laughs> I don't have a new Bucky's hat, which makes me sad. That's probably okay. <laughs> it is what it is. But like you know, but uh, I was uh, I had a lunch with my niece, and then you know, for for context. My niece never really liked me when she was a like kid. Like many of us. Like like, uh, like most people. Like many of like us presently. All people, presently. Even, presently. That's right. Uh, you know, uh, like I am the least favorite person at this table, and I'm one of two. <laughs> and has she acknowledged that? She uh, or I, are you or I, I throw in her face a lot. Okay. <laughs> uh, but now I think like you know she uh, she and I like now she's she's going to Berkeley and she's you know 18 and like I think she's able to appreciate me more mm. in a way where like you know eventually you just give up yeah. you, go, you go like oh i, I guess i'm gonna just have arthritis and, yeah. and, and i am the arthritis and you're like and she's she's embraced me in a way we watched a taylor swift concert uh you know i'm not familiar taylor swift is a a musical artist okay uh yeah she's known for being very uh wealthy now because <laughs> <laughs> and uh and it was it she was appears just, on tv every yeah, now and then it, it, at so football just, games that's right uh, it, yeah she's uh she has a, a less famous boyfriend. She's right up there, actually, yeah. on the wall, that with her actual signature. Well, when I told uh, my, my niece that uh, Dom was uh, a dancer for Taylor on in her uh, what you call it, uh, speak Dom now. Dom's my boyfriend. For those wondering, uh, she nearly lost her mind. Really? Yeah, she's big, big fan of Taylor. Wow. Anyway, so uh, as am I. <laughs> I mean, well, we, well, we, I consider us both very lucky because I think it's been well reported and established that one of our biggest listeners of the show is Taylor Swift. Oh yeah, like, like yeah. she, she Huge actually, gamer. She will not, she will not not call in and say like, "Hey guys, you know, can I be a, a co- like a guest host?" And we're going like, you know, Taylor, it's not your. We're just stay af- in your lane. We're just afraid that it might get off subject with her. Yeah, yeah. Know, like, like like you know, you're you're doing well yeah. with your tour. Just 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 stay in your lane. But you know, actually, uh, um, a singer who is a gamer, at least to some degree. Uh, actually, I won't even I won't even qualify like that because it's it will actually retrospectively sound kind of snobby. So I'm gonna say not even to some degree. She, I will say, she's a gamer. Tori Kelly. Really? You know Tori Kelly? She's a. I don't know if she's won a, a Grammy or not, but she's definitely been nominated. Amazing voice. I remember seeing, I don't know if it was on her Instagram or somewhere, she went to Strategicon with her boyfriend and they played Catan there. I think they entered in the, into the tournament or something like that. But the fact that like Strategicon was on her radar. Sure. It, it, like, that's cool. It, it Maybe Jesse Beater. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe with his strategy of what was his strategy? Like you just don't trade with anyone. That, that, that's definitely my strategy. But like, yeah, I don't know. Just that's the way that Catan's really meant to be played. That's don't right. talk to anyone and hoard everything for yourself. That's right. That's like life, like the, the <laughs> monopoly, but on an island. Like if there's anything that's going to like make me go like, that's really going to like sweeten the strategic con thing, which by the way, strategic con is a local LA uh, con. Um, it would be to see Tori Kelly playing Catan. Cause I think that's really awesome. Yeah, no, no, like uh, that'd be great. Or, 
Taylor Swift. Or, I mean, well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. We told we were we we said we were not going to talk about Taylor Swift's plan to go to Strategic Con right. this year. Oh, that'd be so funny. It'd be funny if like we just start this rumor and she's going. <laughs> that would be great. It would, I don't think it would have as much um, momentum as like let's get Betty White to host SNL. But you know, yeah, we never know. We, we can always dare to dream. Dare to dream. Yeah, maybe she'll show up on. Uh, Cardboard creations with uh, Candace, <laughs> Candace and Taylor Swift right up there on the BGG page. Yeah, you know? I love it. That'd be that'd be that'd be a win for me. I think. So your niece, your niece likes you now. Yeah, apparently. Uh, so so that so basically is this just to say it might have been worth not going on my. On I think my, so. Yeah, yeah. So well, it all it a hundred percent was worth it because we got to hang out oh, we and did. we weren't supposed to hang out yeah we played some games didn't we we played actually a large number of games we probably would have played a, just a few more games except for the fact that i got sick mm-hmm. mid-game Which? that was a devastating thing we'll get to it <laughs> i had to shoot everyone out of my house i was if, if my if my voice sounds like a little stuffy it's because of that it's because of the paul virus yeah so we call it now we just call it the, the paul, paul virus <laughs> Um, okay, so let's like I guess let's talk about the games we played and we'll just see where the conversation takes us. Sure, okay. Sure, 100%. Okay, I'm opening up my app. I will have to say, like the BG Stats app, I was resistant to getting this. But app. you're you're pretty dedicated to that now. I do it. I think it's a great log. Yeah. And I and it makes it really easy when we do the podcast. Mm-hmm. I just open it up and I can see what, what I personally played. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't like to enter my scores. I don't think it's I I'll mark oh, who really? wins. No, because I think when you enter the scores, it creates a tone of competitiveness that I don't want in my game night. Bad energy. I don't want it to be like, oh, well, you won this time, but last time I got a higher score from you. Like, I feel like I can see like a regression to like fourth grade. No, it's pretty interesting because like uh, way back in the olden days, like a decade back, like uh, Tom and I had this bet like i i had made this proclamation that he wins more games uh than anyone else and he you know in his faux modesty like goes no i don't everyone wins about the same i go like i bet if we we take uh a, a tally of this like you know the, the math will the data will show that i'm right and then like you know about two months in uh I think we had the conversation. He goes like, you know, Paul, I don't know, but maybe because of our discussion, I might be taking my foot off the gas a bit more. <laughs> wow. So, so like, it's the subconscious, like, you know, I'm going to win-win. I'm going to win the metagame. And if that means losing the... <laughs> losing a game to win the metagame, that's what you got to do. I, I thought that was hilarious. Anyway. Um, it is hilarious. So, um, uh, wait. Happy birthday, we- Tom. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, Tom. Wait, there was something I was going to say about that, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, you know, I was going to say, I, I am aware that people use scores and stuff on the app because they are interested to track their, their own personal yeah. pro- progress. Yeah, and they totally. also want to track to see, like, you know, trends in a game mm-hmm. or if it's broken or not. I just feel for me personally, I can just sort of see it going down. A, I just feel like to me, it's it's a little too... It's a dark side for you. It's a dark side. Yeah. No. It's a dark side. Forever will it dominate your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see. I think last, so last time I was on the show, I think I was on the last, last episode before the break. I think I'd mentioned I was playing the old Prince on 18xx.games and, uh, that was super fun. Uh, that game ended when someone went bankrupt and I was just on the vert. I was like, I was doing well all game long and I thought I was going to win. Like it looked like I was going to win. I, then I started to stumble a little bit and uh, then I had to take a hit and, uh, this is an 18xx game, by the way. Um, 
I don't have any more context for it. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I'm being a bad a bad host, just launching it on a game as if people know what the hell it is. Well, you can actually the game. It involves railroads and companies and stocks. And, railroads, companies, stocks. And plenty of like conversation joy. about this. So like, just go. Just, yeah, just go in the archives. But um, it was one of those things. I thought I was. I thought I was going to win. I was playing some really good players. I had to take like a little bit of a hit to do something because that game can be really unforgiving with the way the train rush happens. And then someone went bankrupt. Forest. God bless him. He went bankrupt at the end of the game immediately, and I lost. During, during your dip. During my dip. It yeah, happened no, during my dip, and yeah. I was I was inconsolable. I was fine, actually, but I was very very upset. Well, but it probably scarred you. I was scarred. Yeah, no, it's tough. I was scarred. Um, but then, more importantly, I don't know why I started off with that one. That's such a strange one to start off on. I think this is the one, this is the one that really chronologically is worth starting on. And actually, I think we probably may have the most to say is that really the first game that I played since we last recorded was Marrakesh. Yeah, no. By Stefan Feld. Like for me, it was the first game I played in a month and a half because I because I was uh, really? in November. I went to this meditation retreat where yes. where I basically no, but I played evacuation with you after. Did we? Did you? Yeah. Well, you're really hurting my narrative now. Well, we'll just. <laughs> Go on, just just pretend. Uh, it, well, anyway, so uh, so yeah, but I remember I hadn't gone to Tom's game night for a long ah, because okay, like that's, he there's that because like you know I I was gone for the first uh, two weeks of of November and then Tom was gone for a while because of BGG BGGCon. He went to BGGCon. There was Thanksgiving. Yeah, so, there was so, he. He also went to like uh, you know he's working on his novel. He went to something in Vegas. Yeah. So it was a lot of things, and basically, it was like the first week of December, maybe something something like that. Where yeah. just, and, and I sat down and the, the, I, all I wanted to do was play Avalon, but there were only four people. Well, actually, this was this was like mid. This was mid to late in uh, December. This was like December. 22nd no no Uh uh-huh but we the thing is this we had like three non-avalon starts in a row Mm. and i think i mentioned even on the last podcast like again i am not a lunatic about avalon the way you guys are but i've been really wanting to play it lately because i wanted to i i I wanted to like i want to fuck with the meta some more and we have not been able to get like we had not been able to get like a proper game for like weeks if not months. So it seemed like this night, December 22nd, I think it was, or 23rd. It's honestly too small for me to really see on my phone. 23rd. It seemed like, okay, it's right before Christmas. There's going to be so many people there. We're going to have like Avalon. I'll be able to like mess with the meta, have some fun with it. It's going to be a wild and crazy night. And then four people showed up. But uh, we uh, we played uh, Marrakesh. Marrakesh, which is... Uh Really fun for me. I had a great time. Yeah. So this game is by Stefan Feld, who is like a big designer. He designed Castles of Burgundy. I mean, most people know who he is, but, you know, we'd never want to assume that everyone just knows. He designed Castles of Burgundy. He designed Bruges, which became Hamburg. He designed Macau, which became Amsterdam. We reviewed Amsterdam a few weeks ago, like a few months ago. A lot of games in the name of the dragon, bonfire. I mean, the list goes like truly on and on and on and on. He's like a storied Trajan. He's a storied euro designer who's known for quote-unquote point salads and systems and stuff 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 is it too hot in here by the way no it's good okay um and so uh marrakesh so marrakesh is 
one of the latest games from Queen Games. Queen Games is doing this like city collection. Mm. So they're, they've taken a majority of like our old Stefan Feld games and they've revamped them by revamp. They've rethemed them into like being about cities. Mm-hmm. And so I mentioned Hamburg and, and Amsterdam. I bought both of them and they're expensive games. They're like very expensive for what they are. And after buying them, I was like, these are fun, but I'm not going to spend more money on one of these games because it's just too expensive. Yeah, sure. No, for what they are. For what they are. But then, you know, people on our Discord, um, you know, I, I had heard that Marrakesh was really fun. And I'd heard on other podcasts that it, for some people it was like a top three Feld. Mm-hmm. And then we had uh, one one person on our Discord. If, I'm sorry, I don't have your name up right now. But he was very much like... Or are they? I actually am not even sure what their name is, but very much like like oh you should you should try Marrakesh you should try Marrakesh so sort of like on a whim, I went and bought Marrakesh and then I brought it to game night the non deluxe version, non deluxe essential edition yeah because the so deluxe version is like one hundred and twenty five dollars. Uh-huh. Essential edition is still expensive, but I could live with myself getting the essential edition that just sure. came out. So I brought it to game night and you guys were down. It was you, Dimitri and Tom were down to play it. And we played it and I had a great time. Yeah. I like, I think uh, Tom, Tom was suspicious of his time. He won, but like, you know, Tom was also, he was very salty that night Yeah, and he will tell you like, it's not like, I'm not like he was, I think he was, I don't, I don't know why he was salty. He said he was having some issues with like an upcoming thing he was working on that was giving him some stress. I think he was also probably a little annoyed that like only four people showed up. I don't sure. know if that really is. That's my working theory. Sure. But either way, he was salty and he was, he was, he, he did not have as much of a fun time as we did. I don't think. I think, and Dimitri was not loving it that night as well. Right. He, he uh, uh, he, I think he was, uh, I think he had other things on his mind as well. Which is sad because, like, I think you and I were going, like, "Hey, this is great." We were like, <laughs> "Oh my god, this game is so good!" And like, I would say that you know, I don't know if I would say it's so good. It is good, uh, but what I really came out like, "This game's so fun." It's fun. It's fun. I was going like, "Oh wow, this is really fun." So, I think a it surprise. Was, I think it's actually so good and so fun, uh-huh. and I think like, you can't say a game is so fun without saying it's so good. Oh, there. That's the, my hot take. Let me let me think. I, I think I could imagine people come up with a. Okay, fun... right. actually, you know what? I have an example of a game that was really fun, but is not a good game. Dude. Yeah, we're going to get to that. <laughs> I, 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 I have absolutely been loving Marrakesh. Yeah, no, it has been living in my brain since then. Uh-huh. You know, when I was sick, I was watching videos of people playing it. <laughs> I was just like trying to, I was consuming all the content mm-hmm. I could because I, I, you know, I couldn't play it. But like, I, I actually think we've only had a few plays of it. Mm-hmm. Two and a half plays. Two and a half because that was the game yeah. that I had to abort. But like I think it might be my favorite Feld now. I don't think it's top 3. I think it's number 1. Yeah, no, it's uh it's one of those things where I I love games where I look at the components, not just the physical components, but like, you know, the mechanisms of how things work and I go, "Oh, you know, this game is a lot better than it deserves to be." Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> For whatever reason, I'm going like, oh, it's point salad I'm not a big point salad Like, you know, oh, it has this, like, the the Shogun Tower. And I'm like, oh, it's always been a, a novelty. But, like, I've never gone, oh, this is so amazing. And there are pe- it's, it's pieces, you know, it's pieces that it's constructed with, uh, once again, conceptual, not physical, are things I've seen before. But for some reason, you put them all together, and I'm going, oh, man, I, I can play this again. Like, I 
kind of just want to play it over and over and over again. And I, I'm, it's funny because I've been thinking about the games that I've been really enjoying this mm-hmm. year. Um, Marrakesh is from 2022, but um, I'm thinking about the games that recently that I've been loving, mm-hmm. you know, Evacuation, I've really, really enjoyed. Um, obviously, a big booster of Hegemony. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy, really enjoy my one play of Nucleum, and I've really enjoyed Cut Nahora. But like, you know, Evacuation, I loved. I think it's like an exemplary game because it's so hard. It's so it's like so tricky. It's like so clever in the things that it does. And um, it's so tense. And I just I'm like, I'm very impressed with the game, of what it brings to the table of like how you approach playing games. And Hegemony, I love for all the reasons I've been talking like a year and a half about mm-hmm. it for, you know, check the archives, check the archives. <laughs> but but Marrakesh, I love just because it's fun yeah it's like it's, like, it's just as just like this is a game yeah this is a game i am playing a game mm-hmm. and there's a puzzle here and i'm playing it and i'm just having like a like so much fun like more fun than i ever thought i would have like like beyond fun it's crazy like it's what i find when i look at it is i go you know the way it looks is how it feels and it looks you know it's pretty it's light you know, like here is like here's a splash of red, here's a splash of pink, here's a, you know, mm-hmm. it's all. It's just like it feels like ha, huh, and it <laughs> plays like ha, huh, yeah. and, and you're like, oh my god, this is it's really in alignment with what it. And what's hilarious is like it's still point salady, you know, like it, 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 but it's not a bad thing. Yeah, you know, it, it's so. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not of the school that point salads are bad. Mm-hmm, sure. Like I, I enjoy a point salad. I think that like what where a point salad can be really fun in terms of like the experience of playing with other people is that you're watching everyone on a score track, everyone's markers going up and like, oh, there goes so-and-so and so-and-so is another person is so far behind. And then out of nowhere, they get like 20 points and now they're in, back in it again. Someone else is back in there. It sort of has that excitement that a horse mm-hmm. race has, you know, other people, you know, will say, oh, like if you can get a point, if you can get points for everything, then like what, what is the point? I'm just not of that mindset. Yeah, like no, I just, I, I like, I like the jockeying that, that you get. I think it's very fun. Yeah. So for me, hearing that it's like a point salad is not, that's not going to turn me off of this kind of game. Yeah. yeah. No. But I think that like, I mean, let me just give like a brief overview, which is that um, in the game, I still have not really been able to say exactly what the game is about. Uh, we are in Marrakesh and I guess what we're city leaders of some sort. Mm-hmm. And we're trying, we're trying to have the most like prestige or influence by the end of the game sure. by doing things in different parts of the city. I, I, I imagine like, you know, <laughs> You know, really thematically strong stuff. If if I were to if I were to lean into the theme, I go like, there are how many like seven seven little sectors in Marrakesh or whatever number that. I think that there are is it um, nine nine okay nine sectors in Marrakesh, and uh, as you know, as a leader of one of the leaders of Marrakesh, you're 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 basically improving you know some of these sectors, and like the more you improve it, the more they can perform for you and yeah. like uh at the end whoever has the most whatever points or like whoever improved their sectors the best effectively is like yeah like you're, the, you're the, the sector the uh, sector god yeah whatever, whatever <laughs> I, I haven't been to marrakesh you know unlike tom who's been marrakesh adjacent apparently tom was very proud to announce that he'd been to marrakesh and then realized he was in tunisia <laughs> um yeah so i mean basically the point is the theme is like kind of like it's you know it's like a it's like a truly like a traditional euro game where the theme is is painted on but like the way the game actually plays is that 
it has such a it has such a fascinating gameplay loop that I remember reading about it and seeing videos way before I got this and being like, huh, okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like when you actually play it, it mm-hmm. really bubbles to life in yeah. fascinating ways, which is that there is this tower that Paul mentioned, like like in Shogun or Wallenstein, where it's it's I guess normally a cube tower where mm-hmm. you put cubes in. And you dump a whole bunch of cubes in, and then they all come tumbling out, but some get stuck in the tower, so you never really know what's going to come out, et cetera. It sort of adds a little bit of chance and yada, yada. Um, and what happens is all the sectors that Paul was talking about, they all have a little peg, a wooden peg that's like associated with them. So the pegs are called keshis in this game. Because Marrakesh. Marrakesh. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You know, sure, sure. Why not? Because I guess if you're from Marrakesh, you're called a Keshi, according to Stefan Feld. Now. <laughs> now. <laughs> new slang. That's right. It's the only it's the only Euro game that comes with new slang. Yeah. Um, and so everyone, all the players have a, have like a an identical set of Keshis of like all the different colors. This is even too much information. The point is, whatever action you're taking is going to be color coded. And if you so, if you want to take the river action, you want to play blue square. Yeah, you want to like collect your blue Keshi. Okay, and so everyone chooses which actions they're going to do for the round. And the way they choose it is they put their Keshis in their hand. So you've got like your three Keshis in your hand. You're like, these are the actions I'm going to do. I'm committing to these actions. And then everyone reveals. And then everyone puts their their meeples on their personal player board in the sectors because we all have identical player boards. And then, so we've all basically telegraphed. We've announced to the table. Everyone your can actions. see. this is These are the three things I'm going to do. And those are the three things Paul's going to do. And then we take all our Keshis, a.k.a. pegs, put them all together, and we dump them in the tower. And all the Keshis come, or most of them come rolling out, and then we have a draft. Yeah, and then when from the draft, we just, basically what the Keshis, uh, what the draft is, basically, there's like a bonus phase, basically, before you do your actions. And so basically, you grab these Keshis, or, uh, and they augment whatever sector. The sectors may not be the ones that you are uh, going to be activating on your turn, but like you can start bumping up various uh, sectors. So, like in your next turn, if you use this other Keshi, your your bazaar will will be worth more, or your citadel yeah. will be worth more. And so, with this bit, like you're you're incentivized to invest in the present and in the future on your turn, yeah. and you're always in competition with everyone every round, every single round. This draft is amazing because basically, just to piggyback on what you're saying. You know, Keshis in this game, their sole purpose is to make the action that you're doing better. Like over the course of the game, you're adding Keshis to your player board. Like there's like a date farm, for instance. And in the beginning, if you take the date action, you get zero dates. But you add a Keshi to it, now you can get one date. And then that, by the time you add three Keshis to it, when you take that action, you get three dates. So you're always looking for any chance to get Keshis because it makes any, you only have like I think 12 actions in this game. So if every time you take that action, you want to be as good as possible. So then when we have, what happens is we have this, all these Keshis come tumbling out of the tower and then we sort of like, you know, sort them out by color. And then we have a draft starting with player one. You can take up to two Keshis of a color and it is such a fascinating uh, decision space there because you're thinking to yourself, okay, um, 
I want like yeah, I originally came here to get this type of keshi, but I see that Paul I came here to win. <laughs> yeah, but I see that Paul wants to do that action, and I don't want Paul to be able to do that action. So maybe I take the keshis that Paul wants. Exactly. So uh, remember, like you know, like these keshis improve actions. So you can you can let's say I have like uh, there's a palace. Let's say you see that I'm you know going to take the palace action, but there are two white keshis there. And you go like, oh, you know, if Paul gets these Keshis, he's going to have a much better uh, turn this turn. So why don't I just take them and uh, and improve my palace track and Paul will have to do something else. His, yeah. his, his palace track will be diminished this turn. And, you know, and, and then there's a, a brinksmanship bit where it goes, oh, I really want to go on the river. But if I take the palace right now maybe it'll come back to me and i'll still get maybe the river. i'll still get the river so so it's all so then you're like sitting there like like on the edge of your seat just hoping no one takes the blue cashew and then if because if you can do it all you get all the cashews that you wanted booyah booyah yeah and i, I think what's great about it where it's particularly fun is like i'm a person who's always talking about interactivity and in this game you are always playing against all your opponents it's yeah. not just the person to your left or right although they do have some more impact on you but like everyone is like everyone is vested in the outcome of the draft everyone is vested in like what comes down from the tower it's all so so basically every single turn there are stakes for you yeah and what's what and so then this then has a a massive effect on what actions you choose so if you if you sort of back up one step in this process now you're thinking okay I really want to do, I, I want to do the scroll action where I'm going to buy a scroll that's going to give me an ongoing power, but I'm like third in turn order. So, or maybe I'll, maybe I'm second in turn order. So I really want to do that action. But if I put my Keshi in, then there's a chance. Like if I choose that action now, I have to put my gray Keshi into the tower. And then since I'm second in turn order, there's a chance that it might get taken paul who's going first may take my gray keshi before i can like before you know before you can maximize before i can maximize it so maybe i say okay i'm not going to do my gray action now i hold that off hold that off until i'm player one so i know i have first dibs on it yep. and so then what happens is you wind up kind of um you're you wind up kind of deciding which actions are the ones that you like you absolutely are, want to use your first player privilege on mm-hmm. And but then, then even that gets thrown out of whack. So you're just, you're constantly thinking about like what action do I use and when, but also like what does this mean for the keshis that I'm putting in? And the best is when you can when you hold off on taking an action, but you're able to take the keshis of that color ahead of time, so that way you know you're ready when you take that action on a future turn. It's going to be awesome. It's hard to describe. Yeah. And, and remember, there's a there's a block tower. So like you might it might not come out, and that happens. <laughs> there there are times when people go like that was a bad pour. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's you know it it has like I said it, it feels more fun than it should be because for because I suppose the game lives in between the rules. Does that make sense? It does. At a hundred percent does. Yeah. And so and I, and I like that. I, I think it's pretty slick. It, it's not something I normally feel in a felt. It actually, when you look at the game, you, you know, you said it looks light or whatever. I think actually when you look at the game, it looks overwhelming. Does it? 
I think when you look at the player boards, the mm-hmm. play, every player board has like nine sectors on it, spaces for a million meeples. You have a central player board that has tracks. You have a, a gazillion pieces. It looks like a lot, and it's actually not nearly as crazy as it mm-hmm. looks. And I know that's something that we say a lot with board games, but it really is true. Mm-hmm. And I think that like what's <coughs> excuse me, what's really interesting about it is that it looks like it's going to be um, massively multiplayer solitaire. Yeah, exactly. It does. Definitely does. <laughs> it, because you have these big, like enormous player boards. And apparently on the deluxe edition, they're even larger. So like, how can you have an enormous player board like that and it not be multiplayer solitaire with a Stefan Feld mm-hmm. game? But it's not. It's I, I don't think it's multiplayer solitaire in the least. Yeah. No, like I said, it, the, the game exists. Like I talk about it all the time where there's games that are on the board and there are games that are above the board. And this mm-hmm. game, for me, the way I play it, the way... It, I feel so above the board. Yeah. It feels like, you know, oh, I'm really concerned about what Ben takes. I'm really, con- I'm really concerned about what I need to do now. Like, you know, what this person does or, and there, I think ultimately there's that point where you kind of bluff. You yeah. go like, I'm not going to take this right now. Cause I'm going to do this. And I hope what I want is still there. You know, this, you know, and so you, well, what, what what will happen is I will I will delay. I'll say, okay, I want to move up the mosque track, mm-hmm. and so I'm not going to put my black Eshi in until it's my turn because I want to be I want to be guaranteed till I get it. So I'm I'm going to hold off, hold off on this action. I put my black Eshi in, and it comes through. But like, there's one black Eshi, my black Eshi, but then maybe you've you and someone else have put in there's two gray caches there and now i've spent all this effort i've engineered my entire round about being able to do this palace track thing and when it finally gets to or mosque track when it finally gets to my turn it like it's all set up and ready to go and there's like a better option for me to draft first and you're like oh do i go for this like like this is a really good option for me or do i go with my plan and like that happens all the time in this game Like I have this theory, and I don't know if it's a correct theory, but like uh, I find games more fun if they're tactical. Like mm-hmm. you know, like tactical games that like every turn, every round, or whatever, like changes such that like you can't exactly plan the long term, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. And so you have to reevaluate each turn to see what the optimal thing is in some ways, but you can't even really know that. I, I, I like that. I like, yeah. I like that always using that part of your brain where you're going like, oh, I got, I got to reevaluate, yeah. you know, as opposed to like, oh, I'm on autopilot. Here's my, here's my engine. I'm just, I'm just mm-hmm. flogging my engine. And, 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 you know, by the way, what, what cannot be overlooked as well, and this would be the area that maybe some would argue it becomes more multiplayer solitaire is that when it comes time to execute your actions, like this is the sort of game where you like, you start pulling off crazy combos, Mm -hmm. like six, six combos. And as your engine starts to come to life, you're doing this, which gets you this, which gets your free Keshi and you put that Keshi down. And that means you can do this action. Mm -hmm. And then we do that action. You get this bonus thing and you get a date and you get some coins and you get this and then that and you pull this and like everything is firing off and it feels good. If this is like combos mm-hmm. that are like full of joy, these are joy combos. Yeah, like the, they're, they're dopamine pumps. They're huge dopamine <laughs> pumps. And I, I think that people will also look at this game and they will see player boards with nine sectors and they're going to also hurl in addition to point salad, they're going to hurl the other thing that, that people use as a insult, which I don't think is an insult, but they're going to say mini games. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a game of mini games. And I would actually argue that this, there are no mini games in this game. You know, I, I have. This is my hot take. It is not there. Well, there's no mini games. I, I think I just burned myself on your yeah. take, Ben. It's so hot. Yeah, 
The reason why I so here's my theory mm-hmm. fleshed out, and then you can counter if you wish. <laughs> like when I think of a, a game that's all about mini games, famously there's Trajan mm-hmm. by the same designer, Gugong sure. by the designer of um, of Hansa Justanica. I'm blanking out his name, but uh, like those are those are games where like you send your meeple or you send a work or you do something in like an area mm-hmm. of the board. And you're and so are the other players, and so you're usually competing with other people in different areas mm-hmm. of the board. Um, I personally have no problem with that, but in this game, you're not you're not doing that. You just have your player board, and you have just different areas in your player board, and different areas do different things for you. It's not unlike a million other games where you have a player board mm-hmm. where if you boost your stat in this area, you ha- your abilities get better. So to me, it's like a very kind of ornate over-the-top version of having, like, a- amazing stats you can uh, you can improve. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, the way I describe it is uh, t- it's two things. Like, first, you know, I'm not always a very big fan of, like, areas on a board where, you know, like, you have some kind of dominance thing where, like, the person who has the most X gets more points there. Yeah. And this game is not that like I'm so glad there's not some like area majority thing tacked onto this. Yeah. Like where, where it goes like, Oh, the person, you know, who, who has the most in the moss track gets an extra five points or like, like, like whatever, like, like basically you can get your bonuses, uh, but like your bonuses do not affect other people's bonuses. Uh, so that's how I feel like it's not truly a mini game game, but I also, I would also say that like the, on the board, game has a bunch of little places where you can call it mini game or mini game like but the meta of the game the above board game is completely not it just happens yeah. to be using these elements and as such like you know i'm playing the the above the board <laughs> game so i go like oh this is really rich it just happens to be like you know that there are these places that feel like mini game at sometimes but it's not it's you know but the game yeah. game you're playing is really something else you're 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 playing a bidding bluffing game in some ways yeah uh and so i focus on that and and everything else just kind of like services that metagame absolutely uh yeah i'm 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 really excited about it um i have uh i've already ordered the expansion which is coming out soon i wasn't going to but then so matt you know we were talking about how much fun we had with Mm it so then matt he went and got it and then he was like, did you get the expansion? I was like, no. And he's like, really? Well, he didn't, I don't actually, He may not have even said really, but in my mind, I heard really. Yeah, like, your, your game voice critic is Matt. Well, then I was like, ah, okay, I'm going to get the expansion. And the expansion adds like camel racing, okay, uh, which is supposed to be really cool. And like um, asymmetric powers and um, a whole variety of things. Great. So I'm excited for all that. And I'm excited... Also, we have so one of the reasons why, like, this is just us talking about it, our enthusiasm for it, but it's not like a quote unquote capital letter deep dive or review is because we've only played at four players and we haven't played two at two player. Times. Yeah, two and a half times. We haven't done two or three player. Mm-hmm. We haven't played with actually any of the extra modules yet. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, Dimitri was a probably a meh this yeah. first game. And then after, uh, when he played the second time, I think he was he, he had a much better time. He with seemed it. to really enjoy it the second time. I think because it the the rules needed to kind of like um, they needed to sort of percolate a little bit, exactly. you know? Because there are like you know each each section of your board, like all, all the nine sections, like you know they have their own little rules and like carrying all those 
places for the first game can be difficult the rules are simple for each one they're very simple yeah but like but you know like but there's like some rules that i've noticed in each of our in each of our two and a half plays Mm -hmm. that people got stuck on people got really confused about like the red cashy sure and like there was always someone at the table who couldn't quite grok the idea of like the red cashy and also what that meant for where you put your meeple and also the gates like they're just like there's certain things that like uh little friction, weird thing friction little, points yeah but yeah those friction points and and they they're the same ones mm-hmm. at, in three different games so it's not fully fully like it's not super a smooth you know in that way but you know but I I think they all go away after they first go game. away, and then you can focus more yeah. on the on the on the meta game. Yeah, I, I, you know. So yeah, so uh, I mean, I'm like I don't think I don't want to speak for Tom, but I, I think Tom is like I said, uh, unsure about it. Uh, I think he'll like it the second time. I think he was. I think he was having a night also. Yeah, like you know, having you know an internal struggle. It can well, it can really affect how you enjoy a game. Uh, are, is, are you segueing into anything in no, particular? <laughs> no, 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 no. You, it's all you. I I know you hate you know when a co-host segues. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't mind because we are just talking. Um, so yeah, let's talk about um, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm, it's hard. Like when you are when you're annoyed about something, it can be hard to really dive into a game. And so we um, we we abused our poor sweet Jordan uh, over over break uh, in that, and I feel mostly responsible in that I had promised him. Jordan has been on a real thing that he wants to play Imperial Steam and uh, he wants and he's played it. He's played it several times before or maybe three times, I sure. should say. But three in my mind is like several four games. But he wants to really go deep in it. And um, he's tried a few times to get it to the table and it hasn't gotten to the table. And so I told him, listen, I texted him. I said, listen, next time, no matter what, I will play the game with you. <laughs> so... We uh, we had a game session, Paul, Jordan, Tom, and I, and basically what happened was Jordan had hit me up and was like, "Do you want to play games?" And I said, "Oh yeah, sure. Let me reach. Let, let me like hit up. I was just texting with like Paul and Tom or something like that." So nevertheless, we wind up going to Culver City to play with at, Tom's place at Tom's place, um, and uh, we get there, and I've been excited because I got Manhattan Project Two for like $20 mm-hmm. from like a, like a Christmas deal or black Friday, whatever it was. And I was like, I kind of want to play this, you know? And Jordan was like, was like, well, sure. Imperial steam. He's like Imperial steam or Brussels, you know? And, um, I would say you and Tom did not have a, you guys were not like, yes, for uh, either of those. Like, I, I'm not the biggest lover of Imperial steam. Uh, in the same way, I'm not the biggest lover of nucleum, for example. I, I, I think, uh, there are things, something about it, like it bumps me. Uh, and I never played Brussels. Well, and I would, I would co-side Jordan's when he said Brussels, I said, well, I have the new Brussels. Mm-hmm. Like we should, I was like, I would totally play that. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite midway games. And Tom goes, I love Brussels. I'm just goes, I like Brussels. I don't love Brussels, which when I hear people say that, that means please no. don't make me play it. That's right, that's right. <laughs> I'll play it, but please don't make me play yeah. it. So then uh, you know, and I had said, well, I've got, you know, Manhattan Project yeah. or whatever else. And that was my chance to say, listen, guys, I had promised Jordan. The, the better Steam. part of yourself. The better played. part of me should have said, listen, I had promised Jordan Imperial Steam. Let's do Imperial Steam. No, but the I better part of you said, like, 
the bear probably should have been like, you know what? Let's play Imperial Steve. Not, not even the promise. But I didn't because I, I don't know why. I think um, part of it, because the thing is this, I love Imperial Steam and it's on my 10 by 10. But like, I knew that you didn't, didn't like it and I could see that Tom didn't seem enthused. And I don't know. I just was like. You wanted to play your $20 game. And I had my $20 <laughs> game and I was like, I was like, this $20 game is never going to make it to the table. And this is the best group to play it with. So then you, Paul, were like, why don't we play Manhattan Project 2? I was like, sure, if that's what you guys want. I did one of those. You just, you just leaned into that. like you know, Poor Jordan. Poor Jordan. He, Poor Jordan. He, he was the one who made the initial phone call and drove across the city. And then we didn't even play the game that I had promised I would, I'd play with him. So I felt ultimately pretty bad about that. But if we have a, we have a saying on this podcast. If things don't go the way you want, you should have met a game target. <laughs> I've been listen. I've been in Jordan's shoes many times. Yeah, no, no. Like so in, in some ways, you should have known. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were, you, I should you, have known. You're, you're, I continued the cycle of abuse. That's right. I that's actually right. participated because <laughs> I've been on the receiving end where there's a game I wanted to play, and then like no one, no one plays it, and we play a different game, and I feel totally unheard, and I I just get upset, mm-hmm. and I I can't step out of it. Because it's not even about the game anymore. It's about the fact how easily, how, what I perceive is how easily you're dismissed. Ca- I was dismissed. Yeah, yeah, no, not a serious consideration. There is the- like, there's no trauma worse than game trauma. Game trauma is the worst. <laughs> it's a real thing, everyone. And so I've been. I mean, I had the whole thing with coffee traders, remember? And so um, I, uh, I, I, I think I just was like, whoa, I'm on the, I'm on the crest of the. Uh, That's right. I'm, I'm gonna ride this wave of people wanting to play uh, Manhattan Project <laughs> Two right now, and so we played Manhattan Project Two, and and Jordan was, you know, he tried to be a good sport. He tried to be a good. He 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 did try, uh, but you could see he was going through it, and uh, I felt partially responsible for that for sure. <laughs> yeah, but that being said, Manhattan Project Two. What did you think about it? I thought it was fine. I think in the sense, like I would play it again, and I, but I would play with the right people. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think there are a lot of things that are happening at once. And like, I think what I find uh, the most problematic with the first uh, first play is that there's a rhythm. Yeah. And if you are on top of the rhythm, you're going to be fine. But if you're behind the rhythm, you're just going to die. You're going to die slow. Yeah. And uh, and the, I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely well, the, did not happen to me. The, the rhythm is going to get you. Yeah. You know, and so like I, I by the time I figured out, oh, I, I kind of messed up here. It was too late. There was no way to. Very thematic. Break. By the way, very thematic to a game about a uh, nuclear arms race. Oh, sure. sure yeah. yeah. It was like, uh, you're just going to lose now. That this, And there is another hour and a half, if not two hours mm-hmm. uh, of you just embracing it, embracing the suck. Because, uh you know, it's it's this race thing, and it's really it lends itself to a, a bash of the leader aspect, right? And I think in it probably in, when played correctly, it should be really really tight because everyone is bashing each other. Yeah. And I know that's not the favorite of some people, uh, and I'm I'm okay with that. I I, I enjoy a bash the leader type game, mm-hmm. uh, but then that you have all these people trying to be second place so that they you know it was yeah there was um like the whole the the game by the way is like a sequel to the manhattan project which came out many years ago by the way board game geek is down right now so it's not even my fault that i don't have show notes or anything yeah, yeah, there you go but um but many people know about manhattan project energy empire which is this is mm-hmm. not sure, sure yeah that's that's a whole different game yeah, yes, it's in this it's part of the 
the cinematic universe of Manhattan Project. <laughs> but this is an actual sequel. Sequel. It's called Manhattan Project Two: Colon Midnight Minutes to Midnight. Mm-hmm. So it's maybe a play on words. Like it's two minutes to midnight or something. Sure. But it's like the first game was about a race to develop the nuclear it's like, bomb. It's a doomsday clock, right? The doomsday clock. Like at midnight. Yeah. So it's exactly. And the and the cover art for this game is like very unsettling. It's basically like like a woman and her children like racing out of their house while like like nuclear rockets go off in the background it's kind of amazing i love it it's like for 20 bucks like (laughs) (laughs) i mean for it's a lot of game for 20 bucks i'm like yeah i i i really enjoy it i think it's a quirky quirky game and there is a lot of like it's one of those games where it's all about the rhythm like you said like it's it's like it sort of has a zulkin thing you know with zulkin you put down your workers but you don't get the benefits till you pull them off yeah so it's all about deciding mm-hmm. when you pull place and when you pull. It's about a lot of worker management. But every time you pull your workers back and get your benefits, you advance like the doomsday clock. And then there's like four different scorings. And then and at the end of the game, they all score again. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those games where you have to like decide which categories you're going to go for. And once the scoring starts, it like it, it goes really fast. It's almost like a mini game. It's almost like a mini game. <laughs> But I feel like there was like some really interesting interaction. And I feel like this was a game that came out in like 2017. And I think it's a lot better than the reception I think it got. Oh, it sure. sort of came and went. And I, mm-hmm. I, I think it would be really fun to explore some of the, the levers, pull some of the levers in it. Yeah. I think for, for all of it, like you have to be a person with a, a pretty thick skin to play this at a high level. Yeah. I, I think it can be played at a high level. But, but but it's also a game where, like, since everyone's attacking, mm-hmm. like, it's it's okay. Because, you know, remember, Trey and I had that whole conversation about direct aggression and how, mm-hmm. like, you know, when does it feel good and when does it feel bad? And, like, this one, I didn't feel bad. Yeah, but, but you are you are a person who uh, has a lot of bandwidth when it comes to that. Like, you know, whereas some people do not. Like, for, for example, like, this game would lend itself to, like, why are you attacking me? Yeah. Tom's in the lead. And there's like, yes. there's this idea of, <laughs> of, of idea of like, you know, correct game theory play and, mm-hmm. you know, and then people's evaluations, pro, uh, evaluation algorithms may be different. And like, but like the worst is when you go like, well, I just want to attack you. I, 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 already, right. I already attacked Tom. So it's now time, but like Tom's, that one would make win. me feel like that. I wouldn't like that. I actually don't think it's a negative if you're playing a game and someone says, why are you attacking me? Tom's the lead. Cause that's kind of like actually above the ta- above uh, the game uh, uh-huh. interaction. But then if it winds up being something like, well, I just attacked you cause, cause I just wanted to, like, that doesn't feel nice. Like there, there was but, a, there was a, a survivor. That's the first season, the first season of survivor, uh, survivor is a TV show, <laughs> you know, it, um, uh survivor i heard that there was almost another cast member on the first season (laughs) yes like uh just sidetrack i got to the second round of the very first survivor that's before like you know there was i just learned this on friday night and i'm like literally losing my mind i've watched every single season yeah and uh, like i would have i would have gone and been like like middle person out uh, I, I I didn't have the finesse to understand the meta game. I was yeah. like, oh, I would just go. Oh, well, here here are these challenges. Let's all just like be like do the best, and then like the, kick out the the weakest person. And you know, and anyway, there was in the first season there was a doctor. I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a point where Richard Hatch, right? He yeah. had, he had his alliance, and 
it all needed to work out if the doctor voted for Richard Hatch. But was he the doctor doing the thing where he was, uh, was he the one who was voting alphabetically? Yes. <laughs> and so, that so, guy. Yeah. So Sean I don't remember. Or something. Yeah. So he was doing this thing where like, oh, I'm just playing the game because like whatever. And it really disrupted the people who were playing the game at a higher level. And so it wound up being a chaos agent. And so in this way here, let's imagine you have three people who are playing it at this really tight, like nuclear bomb kind of like like end of the world scenario way. And this other person goes like, ah, I'm just having fun. Yeah. Like like that that would be a really hard thing because you'd put so much emotion into playing the perfect mm. game and all of a sudden it gets wiped off just well, like a I nuclear did that. bomb. I, I, I apparently did that in this game. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> because no, because I I got a ridiculous idea in my head that I was gonna like um do something with some like a third world country. Mm-hmm. Which by the way, that's like a in the game you can like influence third world countries. Like little sure. it literally says third world countries. And um although I think we would call it developing nations. And so um not back then. Not not in two thousand seventeen <laughs> apparently. But um and so I I kind of changed my strategy and I needed to do like a pull I needed to pull my pieces back, whatever. I advanced the clock earlier than I think you and Jordan were expecting. Mm-hmm. And you guys seem not very pleased with me. And then um Jordan I think said something along the lines of like See, like, this is what happens. Like, not this is what happens. He, he made some reference about, like, you know, it's interesting or whatever. Because, like, games, when you play them, when someone makes a suboptimal move. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize I was making a suboptimal move. But it's kind of that thing where, like, if people at the table decide that you have made the suboptimal move, then now you are, like, the... The jerk. The, you're the jerk. Yeah, no. Which I didn't realize I was being the jerk. But yeah. apparently I I, I ruined um, the well, world. Well, it's one of those things that... I was ne- playing as... Wait, what was my... Con- I was China. You were China. Yeah. 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 I was the US. You know, Tom was Britain and uh, Jordan was. I made enemies. The US. I was doing China really badly. I made enemies out of Russia and the US. Yeah, no. So I really screwed up China. But, but Britain did great. I, I think another thing about a game like this is that there's this point where you can see if someone's going to win win, there's no way to catch up. And then people are just playing for a second, for playing for position. And I never really liked that because. Uh, in this scenario here, this is you know superpower end of the world type type thing. Yeah. So like, second place is just first to get bombed. <laughs> <laughs> so so like you know like it should be you know like, uh, it's just there are a lot of things that I think stylistically we as a group and maybe as uh as a uh, a niche uh, thing I don't think there are that many. This isn't the style of game currently in vogue right now no i I don't think it was i don't think it's really the style of game for many people because again this game came and went Mm -hmm. i don't think people understood what to do with it it was significantly heavier than the original manhattan Mm -hmm. project so maybe fans of that game came to it like whoa and it's meaner it's it is meaner the original manhattan project does have a mean streak in it but this one is mean which is funny because the the your actual workers that you put out there are adorable they are adorable they're they don't even have faces and they're adorable there's these adorable like politicians sure, and, sure. Workers. and generals and like yeah, they're, spies yeah. it's like it's actually like the the theme in this game is like so intense and yet the entire thing just feels adorable because yeah, it's, it's a relatively small box yeah yeah i mean again twenty dollars a lot of game yeah. and I, I i but what i have to say though is that like it, it also feels to me like it could be not sure if it is but it feels like it could be a game 
that with repeat play repeat plays it really would blossom like you know sometimes you don't feel like a game will blossom and this one it feels like you know you adjust your tempo you start to understand i guess maybe the downside is you probably have to play the game with the same group of people multiple times in order to sort of get that the rhythm that emergent yeah you know strategy but i yeah. definitely want to give it some more plays i just don't know when i ever will because you know i i, 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 I don't think sell yeah i don't think people in our group would give it too much more of a chance i, I just think yeah. it, it stylistically you'd have to be in the mood to know that like oh you know let, let, let's punch each other today but you know what that being said uh tom actually said he liked it and then jordan the other night uh we saw him and he was like you know by the way i actually like that game so um you know maybe like 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 you said this was gonna be the best theme first before it got before we had project two comes before like marrakesh (laughs) and then like imperial steam we'll get to people people love that game everyone loves that game (laughs) i do like imperial steam okay so um uh but i do think though by the way i think the game is Manhattan Project 2 is better than the reception that it received. And I think that for $20, it is a, it is such such a steal. I know, I think Candace would really like it. I think Candace, I Candace would be okay would, playing with Candace. Candace would have a rollicking good time. I think it would be a really fun one to play with Candace. It's like I, I, I would say that there is this there's this like uncanny valley about it where you could play it light and have fun. Or you could play it seriously, but if you're in between, this is very Tina Turner like Proud Mary. We're gonna start it, this. We're gonna start this song light and easy, and then <laughs> we're gonna get rough. But 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 if you get in the middle, like you know where like some people are taking it seriously and some people are taking it light, you're it's gonna be the uncanny valley. I think. Yeah. Okay. We got to play this with Candace, and uh, and we'll see who else wants to be our fourth. Um, okay. Other games that we played. Let's wait. Let's talk about. We have. We have still many more to talk about, but I want to talk about some small games that we played that were, I think, truly ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Okay. Okay, dude. Go. Dude. Dude. So, dude. Dude. This dude. Game, there's a game called Dude. 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 And there's also a game called More Dude. <laughs> more Dude, Dude. You, which you would think would be an expansion, but they it actually does not, it's not compatible with Dude, which is very upsetting. Nice. Uh, it, it requires some jury rigging, yeah. So um, Paul and Dimitri came over over the break. We played. We had a whole day of gaming, including including Marrakesh. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the games that we played was this game. We played Dude and More Dude. Yeah. And Paul, do you want to describe what Dude is all about? Sure. Imagine you have a bunch of cards, and each one of them has uh, the word Dude spelt differently on all of them, and like. Uh, so there are various ways to say the word dude, like dude, or dude, or dude, yeah. all these things. Okay. Dude? And, and so now imagine everyone else has uh, the same cards. And what you're trying to do is see if you two are having the same card. So you're saying dude similarly. Yeah, you have your own deck of cards and you're looking at whatever cards on the top and you're, no one can see what's on the top of your deck. And so if you, what's the word that you to signal? The, like, to, if you, so what happens is we're all saying dude. And if you feel like someone's saying dude in the same way that you're saying dude, then you you look at each other and you say chill. Chill. And then you, you, you reveal to see if you have the same card. You've revealed, but yeah, both reveal the same card. If you have the same card. Then that goes in your score pile. You say sweet. Yep. And then you put it, yeah, score pile. And then if you're not, then you put it in the discard. Yeah. And, and you just keep on doing this until... And you can move. And if you're not connecting on your dude word, you, you just put pass. it to the back, pass and put it at the back of your deck. And, and yeah, you do this until I think someone runs out of their cards, yeah. right? And then, then you count the points and whoever has the most points wins. Simple enough, right? Simple enough. So 
I think this is a game that's really meant to be played for like six players. I think so. this game is really meant to be watched. <laughs> so, but it was just the three of us. And one of the reasons why I pulled this game out is first of all, I bought this like from target mm-hmm. like in 2018 and I've never played it, mm-hmm. but I was like, this game is so stupid, but also the idea of Dimitri trying to approximate a way to say dude is going to be too good to not do right now not dude right now not dude right now (laughs) so i was like we're gonna play dude and so the basically what happened was the three of us were sitting at my table going dude 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 chill sweet whatever (laughs) no i think it was actually dude and then sweet sweet if you match and then chill if, at the end. That's not going to be the breaking point. <laughs> not be, but we. But what happens is you, we. It's like frantic since it's kind of like real time, and we're just saying it to each other. And you'd think that it, like it'd be pretty easy, and it, it was sort of easy at first, but then it kind of evolved and became harder as it went along. Because like sometimes like your dude is not the same as your dude, and like all of a sudden like like you're doing the the, the surfer dude. Where someone's doing the the southern dude, uh, the cowboy dude, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, your southern dude sounds like my uh, surfer dude." They're not, the, <laughs> and then you you just move on. You, you realize that dude is a very complicated word. It's a complicated it, word. It, ha- it has a lot of history. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it goes to a lot of places. But what I think was the funniest thing was uh, Dom was upstairs listening to all this. He was trying to watch a TV show or something, and. All of a sudden, from his perspective, we're sitting there quietly playing games all day long. Maybe some, you know, there's chatter, but, and all of a sudden, the three of us are yelling, dude, 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 dude. And then you have Dimitri going, dude, 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 dude. And, and like, all Dom hears is that we're all saying, dude, very loudly, repetitive for like minutes on end. And he, he just texts me, he goes, what the hell are you guys doing down there? <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, like, for what it is, it's great. It was great <laughs> for what it is. Like you know, like you 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 would judge things for its context, and like if you're like, hey, here's a game that almost anyone, if you could read, you could play, you yeah. know, and and see how it goes. Like there's no, it doesn't out overstay. It's, it's yeah, it was like it's like five minutes. So, dude, the game, dude, it just has dude written in different ways sometimes it's like dude with a period. Sometimes it's like it's a small dude. Sometimes it's like d e w d. Sometimes it's like big. And then the more more dude, instead of writing, they just have drawings like, have a, like a like pirate a robot or dude, dude, no, yeah, dude, yeah. Which is, um, you know, I wish when they came up with more dude, they'd actually thought of like the drawing thing is cool. I wish they had thought of a way so that way they could it could integrate. It probably can. You could probably just add that as a mod. I forget why was it? Why could it not integrate? There was something, some reason because you couldn't randomly. You have to either you have to put in at least one type. So if you add robot dude. You have to add robot dude, but we were trying, you couldn't just half it, you know, like, like, yeah, you have to like have the right. So everyone had to have the same, uh, dude cards. Either way, it was really, it was actually really fun. It was like a really nice palette cleanser. And I actually think that there was something fascinating about it. I think there was something more than meets the eye. Mm -hmm. It's not a deep game, but like, there's something there about like, you can write this word in different ways and like what, like the relationship between words and meaning, and mm-hmm. who is that philosopher Foucault, who's all about sign and signifier and the signified? Like that's were you, kind were of. Were you president of the French Club? Um, I was, <laughs> I was. 
Um, but uh, but like the idea, like what we bring to words, mm-hmm. what we bring to like like Me- typefaces yeah. and stuff. Like I kind of, I do kind of wish there were just like more expansions. This maybe there are. I don't know. Sure, but sure, probably yeah. not. I I don't know anyone else who's played this stupid game. But, but it, it was it was fun. It was fun. Like yeah, it was it's a blast. Yeah. I want to bring it to Tom's game night. I want to bring that. I want to bring Soda Smugglers, which, by the way, Soda Smugglers, if we're going to weave in like new to me's, like I think that was actually one of the best new to me games of the year for really? me. Just as like a total, as a, as a delight, mm-hmm. fun mm-hmm. party game. Sure. Um, it, like we talked about it. It's like, uh, what's it called? Sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah. But like, just gets right to the fun part of it, that it, and that all the other stuff. Yeah. It, it's uh, gets good to, you know, like it, it cuts through. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've played it almost every single time I've played it. I, I think I've played it with you. Mm, yeah. And it's Twice. always been, um, actually, you know what, though? Then I played it actually without you some, one or two times. Okay. It's always been like, everyone's always joking and laughing and like, yeah. it's, it's, it's w- big reveals and, oh, 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 you know, like it's a game that like declares what it is and it, it, it uh, it fulfills that promise in a very satisfying way. It is, yeah. It's like if you're looking in terms of like a party game, mm-hmm. Soda Smugglers is like I think it's like a it's a dark horse, and sure. it's not getting any attention at all. But it really should. Um, other, another okay. So here's a, a bridge. So uh, Soda Smugglers is designed by Reiner Knizia. Uh-huh. So another ridiculous game we played, which was designed by Reiner Knizia, we played a game called Art Robbery. Art Robbery, yeah. <laughs> Did you win this? Dimitri win this. It wasn't me. It definitely uh, I, it wasn't. I think it was Dimitri. No, no, no. no. It was a super tie. <laughs> the three of us all tied, right? Which means we all lost. Wow. We all got, we got Art all Robbery. Through. What do you think? What did, what, were your, what did you think about Art Robbery? Like, I would have played it again. I think you you did not like it as much as me. I mean, uh, I would have played it again. I thought you guys didn't like it. No, no. I I, I think it's I think it's like, you know, it doesn't overstay. It it fulfills what it it, it does. It has a good fun to investment ratio i think i think it's great i thought it's fun was in how stupid it was like basically uh there's there is like we're, we're robbers mm-hmm. and there's loot in the middle of the table and all the loot has different values and so um like if you play if you play like a, a three car you take a little chit that says three and it goes into your player area and um and everyone's playing cards and you can either take stuff from the middle of the table or you can take it from someone else. So if someone plays a three, they can then take either my three chit or they could take one from the table. Uh, but the uh, and then there's some other complications yeah. that are not worth it. But like the round ends once there's no more loot in the middle. So I think actually like where the game of it all is because you're basically just like drawing. You, you play a card, you draw up. You're, mm-hmm. you're, so these things are just going all left and right. Like, oh, I got a three. Paul just took my three. I'm going to steal Dimitri's four. No, then this happened. Then this happened. And it's just sort of like it almost feels arbitrary. Mm-hmm. But I think actually the real game that was there that we were not really leaning into, but maybe a little bit is like, how do you time like stealing from someone else? And haven't like you want to control the tempo of the round, mm-hmm. like ending the round, uh, but you want to make sure you have loot. And so you're you're there is more there than I think than what we played, but at, in the way that we played it, I thought it was very silly. Yeah, it, basically at the end, uh, whoever has the most money uh, wins. Unless let me rephrase it. Oh wait, Who, whoever ha- there's the other thing where some of the loot have these things called alibis. And so, basically, the person with the lowest alibi count, 
immediately loses. One of those games. Uh, and so they, no matter how much loot they have, they lose. And then the people who are left, uh, you see who has the most points. And then that person wins. In our case, we all had the same amount of allies. <laughs> and, and so we all just lost. We all went to jail. <laughs> We're all bad criminals. <laughs> I, and, and, but I think it, it, it goes to show how, you know, greed you know makes terrible people <laughs> yeah you know like uh, so that it, 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 was, was, it was fine and, and it was it's not it's that so long qu- it was like it was, a, it was like a heartbeat like, like a 20 minute game at, at best at best and it was just you know yeah like the soda smugglers is one of three games that bite wing games put out i want i believe it's bite wing and they also just recently put out zuvatis which is getting mm-hmm. a lot of attention but the three games that soda smugglers was part of was this like reiner knizia criminal capers trilogy or something like that and that which is our art robbery is not part of it but the other two games uh were, were fine mm-hmm. one's called hot lead and one's called that's ridiculous pumafia so and they all are kind of like this they're you know they're not the most riveting games but they're pa- they they pass the time and they're they're fun diversions yeah like i i think i think how should i say in the best way that we as a, a podcast tend to play medium to heavy games. Uh, and I think we evaluate on things, complexities and things, you know, uh, their goodness of their depth. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, you know, there is sometimes there's a real beauty in a chicken nugget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like really important to like, yeah. you know, like I think that like fun is a really important part of gaming. Uh, and that, and that, I would not sit and eat a twenty-piece chicken nugget generally, right? I, I I did something like that once, and you it does by around number eleven. It's getting yeah, rough. It, it, but like, but for all of it, like you know, like if you're a, a lover of games, like I feel like you should have a certain appreciation of games. Like even if you don't like the game, you should be able to go like, oh, I don't like this style of game or this game, but I appreciate what's trying to do. Yeah, that, that, that's my hot take. Yeah, it's not sizzling take, but it's a hot. Take. Uh, it's a hot take. Yeah, uh, it's not as hot as my take about uh, Marrakesh has it, no mini games. That's right. That's that right. was the hottest take of all time. Hottest take of 2024 so far. Boom, boom. We also played K2, and we played with the Lotzi. Oh, K2 map. was fun. Yeah, K2 was fun. you like it? You like well, K2? I I enjoy K2. Can you just can you tell everyone what K2 is? Because I, I think there are a lot of people who may not have even heard of it. Okay, K2 is a it's a very simple game where you are basically climbing up the mountain. Uh, in the K2 era, it could be K2. Is there an Everest map? Maybe there's... There is. Uh, so the original K2 game is that you're climbing up K2. Mm-hmm. There is a Broad Peak expansion, which I think may still be K2. There is a Mount Everest expansion. And the Lotsi map, Lotsi is a, is a mountain too. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so basically you have two climbers and you're trying to get each climber as high as they can go. And mm-hmm. then, the, you know, like if they survive, which they may not, you know, then you get the some of their points, yeah. uh, and, and and the higher you go, the more points it is. It's as simple as that. The problem is, like <laughs> in the end, like you only have so much air, you only have so much climbability, and you have these cards that uh, are kind of random in some places, where like you, you get you just you get dealt six cards, and then you do what you gotta do. Is it six? I, I it's, a, it's hand management yeah. game. Yeah, you have six cards, and you've got to play through your entire deck. We have equal decks, mm-hmm. and your cards are either gonna tell you how many like movement points you can use or how much oxygen you can give your climbers. And you have to decide like 
which card you to do. But always at a certain point you get down to like, cause everyone has to play through their entire deck before they reshuffle. There comes a point where you are stuck with three cards at the end of your deck, no matter what. So like you want to make sure that those last three cards are the right three cards because you don't want them to be mis mistimed like at you, a critical. You moment. don't want to have no you, the zero oxygen and the zero movement or whatever, and you need to get down and, now. And like your your climber is like yeah. high up the mountain, yeah. and there's a squall coming exactly. through. Exactly, and, and so like basically, you know, there are various cards that deal with weather, and basically that makes things worse or 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 be- never better. It makes things worse or not hit you. So yeah. it's either neutral or terrible. And as you keep on going, you're trying to manage your hand, keep your keep your climbers alive, and if you can survive through to the end, they don't have to get to the bottom. But yes. but, but if you get to the end without having your uh, your what you call it, your, your people's die, your people die, you'll get you'll get points. And uh, <laughs> the game itself by itself is fine. However, <laughs> what we do is we give our people names. And I cannot emphasize how important this is. This is, this is I've been playing K2. K2 is one of the first games I ever had in my game library. I got it like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, ever since the beginning, I've been very adamant that you have to name your climbers because it it really like opens up the the table talk. Sure. And it becomes hilarious. Yeah. And, and, and for all of it, like, you know, there are stakes in it, too. Like, you know, when, when they're people, you care about them. But when they're... Well, they're just little like tokens, then like whatever. Who are your climbers? My climbers uh, were uh, Helen from Accounting. Yes. And Thomas Dean Donnelly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, uh, just so you know, like uh, I played K2 several times, and Thomas Dean Donnelly surprisingly has always been uh, a consistent climber. Yeah. Never gets to the top. <laughs> but, but he does what well we well yeah he does what he what he needs to yep. to get have a good experience exactly um i believe we with your climbers what the the narrative that we wove was that tom went up and he came back down but he didn't tell helen he was back down and so then helen went up he, looking for tom helen went all the way <laughs> she, up to the top she of the mountain and then and then she just camped out looking she for got him. stuck and then if not for the fact that it, you know the uh the closing credits were hitting she would have died she would have died um i my climbers were uh timothy chalamet and nicole kidman oh and nicole kidman went up first because by the way like that's like the timing of your climbers is is like a big part of the it's game key. and i think that like most people send up one climber then bring them down and then send up the other climber but um Nicole Kidman went up first and then she I don't think she got in an avalanche, but there was some bad weather that she got stuck in. And as an actress, she is an adventurous actress and she went probably farther than her body can take. And so she by just barely made it back down to base camp and uh, she survived. And then Timothy Chalamet felt like he was he was very strident going up the mountain and he was okay. He's young. He's young. Yeah, he was young. Um, I think actually everyone survived. And but like it was just so fun to say these names and it was great. Like it's it's a it's a fun way to add fun to what could be a very procedural game, right? I what I would love they've had a few expansions for this game, and uh, I think I I have I think Mount Everest was not well received if I remember correctly, or maybe it was Broad Peak. But like one of them, they added more stuff to it, and Mm -hmm. and the 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 takeaway was that it, it like detracted. Um, and with this map, by the way, what's cool about this map is that um, there are three columns of 
the mountain that you can climb up at any given moment. And so weather affects different comms at different times. So you're trying to sort of like not only be at certain elevations, but you're also trying to be on different like left to right parts of the mountain, which is cool. That's, that's, that's what makes the expansion unique. But I would love for this game for them to come out with an expansion that kind of ups the difficulty even mm. more. What I think I would like would be that you have three climbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I say three climbers, this will sound dark, but I think like meeple death should be a little more common in this game. Like I have seen me, I've seen meeples die in this game. I've seen people have both their climbers get mm-hmm. killed. Like sure, it sure. can happen. But once you played the game, you can, pre- you can, you can handle it pretty well. And I'd like it to be like, the reason why I say have three, three climbers is because you don't want it to be if you have two climbers and one of them always dies, then you have a situation where like, okay, well I'm getting seven points and I'm sort of out of the game now. But like, if it's sort of like you sense that everyone like might lose someone Mm -hmm. at some point, then like you don't really invested, you stay invested and you don't know which one's going to die. So I think like maybe, yeah, I think three could be good, but then you have to have subsequent difficulty. Mm -hmm. Like I think like the, the path up, I don't know how, I don't know how you, how you increase the, how you really you hold you really stick it to us got gotcha. but i feel like it should be a little harder to get to the top mm-hmm. and i think that um like it doesn't need all sorts of other stuff like climbing gear and oxygen tanks stuff like that we don't need that just somehow give us like the the, dip, the sadistic of the board yeah make it feel because I, I do feel like in this game um it is hard but I want it to be harder no, because no. the drama is so great. Yeah, I, no, yeah, I, I think I, I totally agree. It's now this is not a deep game, everyone. So like, you no, know, but, it, but it is. If you want, if you want to get people into games, like it's a gateway game. It definitely is. But that being said, they're like, I played this with people and they really experience a sense of dread when they play this. Oh, and we should also mention when we played this, we also put on like howling wind sounds. <laughs> <laughs> but like, to be fair, like you, like there are people that play with this. They've come away with it being like, this game kind of rattled me. I, I, I guess, I guess sure. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't summit snowy <laughs> mountains. That, that's not, that's not my, uh, but anyway, so yeah, that, we did that, and yeah. that, was, that was fun. That's a fun one. So people like if for it's actually, it's a good family game actually. Mm-hmm. So really easy stuff. Um, uh, another game. Oh, you know what game I got to play? By the way, I got to play Hegemony. Speaking of Hegemony, oh, did you when? Uh, I played that about a, um, a week ago. Okay. So I played at uh, with John D. Clare, who's All a right. game designer, and then Shay, uh, who uh, you sure. may know from the Rado. Uh, game channel who's also friends with Nick Malari. Nick Malari, our friend, and then um, also we there was a, there was a fourth as well, and um, uh, so John Declare he had really wanted to play Hegemony, mm-hmm. and because of our podcast, because we couldn't shut up about it, obviously. <laughs> and so this was something that Candace had arranged, but then she had to step out. So we had this game, and God, it was so fun to play it again. It's a good game. I'm not going to add any more yeah, to yeah, it. Uh, archives, archives, but like really fun good good i'm glad i was but, really happy and it seemed like everyone there had a great time awesome, with it awesome so, like, I, I i i'm i'm i advocate that game like you know yeah uh, i can see i i see the critiques that people have of it some people say that like the stuff you actually do on your turn is not always that fascinating but i feel like but the like the, have you have you ever been a worker have you ever worked <laughs> 
the stuff above the table is just so good. Yeah, so good. So it's good. so good. Uh, I think uh, the last game we played in yes. 2023 20, uh, was Age of Steam. Age which of Steam. Is, which is like one of my favorite games. Yes. Uh, but boy, did you not have a good time as far as the as the banter went. I mean, to, to me, this was the inverse. I thought it was so interesting. I had never played Age of Steam in person before. That's right. I forgot. I about only that. learned about it. I had not learned about it, but I had only learned how to play it during the pandemic. And I played it virtually. Mm-hmm. Everyone, I'm sure, knows I'm a big proponent of Railways of the World, mm-hmm. which is basically the same system, same designer, Martin Wallace. That's kind of like, it's just sort of sort of like re, remixed a little bit mm-hmm. to be a bit more accessible. And so I'm a huge fan of Railways of the World. Which I do love. Yeah. And so this game of Age of Steam, what was the map that, what was it? it was a, we played Western United States. Western United States. So... Um, I mean, I think that like both games are great. I mean, it's like the DNA for both of them is so good, but gosh, I really felt like it was a joyless experience. Yeah, no, I, I, I did not. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had a great game. I, I, I won, uh, but I don't think I enjoyed it because I won. I, I was enjoying how, how like, so, so the difference between age of steam and a lot, let's say real of the world to me is like, Age of Steam is a bidding game. Mm-hmm. It, like, you know, if, if you're playing with uh, people who know how to play, <laughs> it, the game lives and dies by how well you pick your your, your power of, and for I'm the And I'm a terrible, terrible auction person. But you did a great job of just immobilizing Tom and Trey. I know that I, that was actually like, I I felt like I had won when I did that. Uh, I could see the look and shock when I came in with a high bid to start the game, the, the look of shock in their eyes. It, it, I, I was just, it was just one of those things where like I, I did two things. First of all, I was just laughing every time they, they got immobilized. And then second, I decided, you know, I'm in such a good position. I'm just gonna play like Trey and just be so super cheap and not bid for anything. And I'm just going to take turn order pass. Which is what over. I normally do. I, I, and I go, I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass. I'm going to take turn order pass. I'm, who needs loco? Who, <laughs> who needs urbanization? Like, you know, like, you know, uh, and it just wound up being so tight for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It wasn't tight for me because I was in, in the West by myself. And had anyone else come to the West, we both would have lost. There, there's no way to win. There was not yeah. enough food out there for everyone uh, out West, you know. But... So in that way, I'm like, oh, I didn't really participate in the game that everyone else was playing. Mm-hmm. That said, just watching is just hilarious. <laughs> like, like, like we, we played. What? what was hilarious? You know, just just watching people struggle as far as like, oh, I need to get this now, so I'm going to bid so much for mm-hmm. this thing. You know, you bid so much and you <laughs> still get third, and you, now you have all these things that you don't need and you don't yeah. want, and you don't care about. You go like, ah, oh, oh, this is it's it's, it's just like regret management yeah. you know, in a way that i'm like oh this is so fun to watch because for all of it like i just just for context i played this game for a year and i would hate playing this game like because you know tom would all hey, just team hey, just team yeah. shut up tom like you know <laughs> shut up because tom is very good at bidding uh and i did not understand the intricacies of the game uh for my first year uh, and once I finally did, I go like, oh, I'm not playing a train game. I'm not playing a route game. The route should be automatic. Like, you know, there's a best route and here, here, but like the game that you're really playing, the game above the board 
is knowing how to value these things. And it comes mm-hmm. from experience. How are you going to know, like, right now you need herbalization over loco? How do you know? Yeah, but I, don't, I have, like, exactly. no experience whatsoever. So, so here it's it's a game that requires investment. And so uh, it's a really hard game for me to play full force with new people. Because right. it's unfair. It's totally you, – you can't know. Yeah. Uh, I felt like I fell into many traps. Yeah. But I, I, I felt like I started off actually pretty well. I felt no, like you, I had a you really sur- – I'm surprised that you stayed, like, you know, not bankrupt. No, I I, I mean, I, I turned a profit, yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. I was, I was doing well. My issue – I had a routing issue, and there was a moment where – I should have opted for one thing. I didn't op- I, I didn't take it with my auction. And what happened was Dimitri built a track in a certain way where like all my future plans got destroyed, mm-hmm. which was I, not mad at him. Like that's mm-hmm. the game. And that's like, the, that's the funny part. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, but then I was also kind of boxed in and the nature of the map is you have to build this of this map is you have to build contiguously. So then I only had like one route and like very quickly, that was like about mid game it became clear that I did not have a lot of options left Mm -hmm. and there were some things I could do, some things I could try. And I'm not a defeatist when it comes to games. I always try to like the very end. I always try to do And you know, but it was pretty clear. I didn't have much left. And I, it's a dead man walking situation. I almost, I almost had a moment where I, I mentally threw up my hands and said, you know what, let's just let them block me out because then I don't have to do this anymore. But I was like, (laughs) no, don't do that. That's not, that's so not Mm -hmm. the right spirit. I was like, I'm going to figure something out. You know, I did stuff. I basically did stuff till the end of the game. It was fine. Yeah. But where it was joyless for me is it was silent. No. No one was talking. There would be every now and then there'd be something like, you're going to go there? You know, there? What do you think about doing there with that city? But no talking, no laughing. And I'm thinking, yeah, this game is great and has great decisions. But like, you know, it's just so funny that we spend, we exhaust, we spend so much time talking about multiplayer solitaire. Mm hmm. And all this and that. Um, and uh, it just it made me think on a philosophical level, do we focus so much on like, oh, well, this is multiplayer solitaire and that's interactive. Like, what's the point of it being interactive if no one's talking? Like, yes, I'm looking to see what you're doing and you're looking to see what I'm doing. So, yes, the decision space is probably richer mm-hmm. and more dynamic and fluid. And that's fascinating and great. Don't get me wrong. But like, if no one's talking... <laughs> like is it worth it oh i hear I, I would say like it may be a function of that game or that map absolutely like like l- earlier this year i think it was this year we played uh age of steam uh inferno where you're basically disco inferno okay basically you're in hell and you're okay. basically going from one disco to the next i didn't know they had a culver city map <laughs> Culver City is a is a city in the LA County area that, <laughs> that Ben anyway, uh, and so and eventually if you uh, bleed out all the uh, attendees of a space that goes dead or something, and basically it, it, it's it's Age of Steam in Hell and it's hilarious and Mike Kanak won that I believe, uh, <laughs> wow. but like uh, but it was just really fun. Uh, and I remember that game, there was a lot of laughing. And so I remember when you guys were playing that. So I, I mean, it's not, it's not one of those things where I hold it against Age of Steam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that session yeah. to me was joyless. Sure. It was fun in the beginning because I was like catching people off guard mm-hmm. with my high bids. But I just felt like no one was talking. And that may be a function of us, the vibe of the night, the well, game, well, or whatever. You, were, you but, probably weren't very, you're still running off of like, you know, how poorly you played out. I mean, so how, how good Tom played oh, yeah. out a lot. I, I was like, Tom. Tom played well. Actually, I think I was affected by that because Tom won, and I was Merlin. He, he called me. He he saw me. 
he, he figured out that was Merlin very easily. And then he totally condescended to me. He was like, Ben, you know, you did such a nice job. Happy birthday, Tom. You did a nice job. <laughs> and I was like, Tom. So I, maybe I probably was a little salty <laughs> going into the game. <laughs> but I don't know if it was just that. I mean, it was, it's hilarious. Tom is hilarious. But um, uh, I think I was just... No, I, don't know. I just I, I was it was quiet. It just it made me reflect on like, you know, I've played games like Atiwa, which is that has interaction, mm-hmm. but that's also very multiplayer solitaire. Sure. But where it's been like full of laughter and jokes and mm-hmm. and joy because yes, it's multiplayer solitaire, but people want to talk. The mm-hmm. game makes you want to make jokes sure. about bats and stuff and like, like what like at what point like no, what's no. the what's well, really matters the most? Well, you take K two like you can imagine playing with people who don't. Uh, don't add our little like character narrative and you can see it being joyous. Oh, I got, I got, I'm, yeah. I'm running out of, I'm running out of oxygen. I'm going down, down. I can't go back up. I'm not gonna make it down in time. And there, and there's all this wind being played on the radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you can see how that too could be quiet and joyless. I think it's what you bring into it. Right. I think in that particular game, I, I personally believe that because of its specific restrictions, like the, the build contiguous, uh there's a huge amount of fighting to start with and then you you start the opening volley of like bit of six mm-hmm. where people are like going like i didn't take enough loans to deal with that <laughs> yeah i mean that's what i was trying to do yeah, and, and so because i knew i was swimming with sharks i knew you guys all had experience so well, i was like let me throw everyone off yeah and, and and you did and you did and i think i think that created a tone that was like oh i'm, I'm i can't drowning. talk because no, no, i need no, to figure out how, like, how to i'm drowning uh, so it was actually me. I yeah, was the one who created yeah, the joyless yeah, environment. That's right. Round one, you go like, everyone's going to drown. <laughs> well, yeah. And then I was pretty cutthroat because then Tom, Tom, there was one auction where Tom and I were like, he was like, it was just the two of us. He's like, okay, Ben, let's talk. What do you want? And I said, I'm not going to tell you. And he was like, but we can, this is the part of the game where people we, normally say something. We can like, save money. We can save money. I was like, no. no. So then he was like, fine. Then he bid one more and I go, I pass. <laughs> so he, I believe, made it suggested that maybe i contributed to the the joylessness of it because i was being pretty cutthroat like, uh, on a meta level uh, but say, maybe i was just being salty from like, 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 like we can all be complicit and still have valid points <laughs> yeah i don't know i i i just have to say like i know there's a lot of talk and especially the discord server is really down on railways of the world there's been a lot of really yeah, there was like a whole diatribe about why it was like one of the worst games of all time worst games someone wrote someone well someone Someone was actually not saying it about themselves. That someone was saying, "There's someone I know. If, I may be getting this wrong about like they said they'll never play it again. It was like one of the worst games they ever played, and this is why it was like paragraphs about about why it was like the worst game of all time. No real decisions, yada yada yada. Um, but I, for me, I feel like every time I played Railways of the World, it has been like, like sure the auction not as cutthroat, but like it has been like a very loud, festive, funny experience yeah with people i I think you know i think there's a type of game player that really wants competition like really wants to like you know test their metal against one another and there's another type of game player that is about like hey you know what i want to really use my brain but i want to laugh too yeah and i think when you mix those two well people probably are both but some people maybe the needle on the wavelength thing is Mm -hmm. a little bit more on the competition side and and what i would say is like and especially if like you go into a game with a different expectation Mm -hmm. like if you go play like this is fun fun and the other person goes play like you know 
I'm, I'm, I'm betting my mortgage on this. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're going to be different stakes and like people are going to feel uncomfortable with, you know. Yeah. So, so, you know, like I'm a person who goes in and I go like, I don't know what this is going to bring, but like, I'm going to walk away from this game. I'm going to be the same person I am. Not yeah. everyone gets that, that luxury. <laughs> yeah. And listen, I'm not doing a, I'm not writing off age of steam because uh-huh. obviously it is like, you know, it's legendary. I'm not going to be like, oh, I love Railways of the World, and this game was joy- was joyless, and mm-hmm. so therefore Age of Steam is crap. I'm not going to say that. But what I will say is, though, it that, was, game. that game was like, it was a little torturous for me. And I was like trying to not fall into that trap of being like, ugh, I want this to end. But it was, yeah, because yeah, it's... it's just, I know, and you're probably thinking like, you know, this might be better if we played Imperial Steam. Honestly, <laughs> might have been. I I also think that like, for me, Railways of the World... What's so good about it is that, like, when you want to do something, you generally can just do it. There's just a a cost. Yeah. And, like, with this game, you know, where it is so hard and interesting is that, like, yeah, you have to do that auction to be able to do have certain privileges. And that's, like, abstracted in Railways the Mm -hmm. World with these um, operation cards. Mm -hmm. But, like, I think uh yeah i don't know it's like if i just want to focus on like building to this area or that area and railways the world i I don't know i I felt you feel like for me i feel like railways the world i can do the for what i believe is the Mm -hmm. fun stuff sure like lets me do the fun stuff more whereas yeah yeah we we talk about that a a lot where basically how quick can the game get to what it's doing yeah and it took me a long time to realize for it's the auction in this game for me you know like like, oh the, the auction is really very simple mm-hmm. you know like it gets to it really quick the other stuff is just math yeah the, the way i see it so like so i'm going like oh we're, we're, we're really bidding that extra dollar oh tom can afford it or trey trey could afford it if he, he just took more loans and but we you're you're next to dimitri who's going to overbid because that's the only thing he can see you know like it's it's like it has that intersection of like math and personality and brinksmanship yeah. that i like but i know i'm like i'm, I'm sure there's like many age of steam fans were listening who are like horrified by the things I'm saying. And I apologize to you all ahead of time. I can't help but me, be me. What can I, I say? I, I can't help. I, I can't help. By, by having, Welcome to 2024. Listen, <laughs> listen, I'm declaring no mini games in Marrakesh. That's right. I'm having a lukewarm Sizzling experience. You're with, disco inferno. I am high. just going to make everyone furious. Can we, so real quickly. So do you want to talk about some of your favorite plays slash new to me things from, uh, 2023, and in 2023, were sure. any standouts for you? I would say for this me... This is not a ranking, just the, just talking. I think when I think about it, what, what sticks to my mind is playing with Jordan. Really? Yeah, because like uh, like the game that uh, I feel it would be my number one as far as like uh, game of the year for me is Age of Innovation. Okay. And so, and the reason why is playing with Jordan because Jordan really has a hard time with it <laughs> in a way that it's like visible. I have a picture of him. I was like, Oh, you know what? I should make a shirt of this. Meaning he has a hard time. Like he th- hasn't grokked the game or no, uh, it, it, it's, it's more insidious. Like he is smart enough and has enough ex- experience with like, uh, terraforming, no, I'm sorry, uh, Terra Mystica that <laughs> I believe he believes he should be better at the bid. Okay. And so a lot of time, is spent like considering is this the right bid move or is this not because if, if just just a re- quick real recap uh like age of innovation is basically terra mystica 
except for the fact that like the faction powers uh, are biddable. So you can construct your own little like uh, stronghold power and your in your factions and all these things. And they have another thing called uh, innovations. But like for all of it, it's basically there's this bid element in the very beginning. And, you know, for whatever reason, whether I get into Jordan's head or he gets his own head. But, you know, there's I'd say there's a right answer, Jordan. <laughs> and, and there'll be always this position of like, is this the right answer, Paul? I go. I don't know, it, 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 and and I'll, I'll I'll sometimes give my opinion. Sometimes I withhold. There'll be positioning problems, mm-hmm. you know, like because you have to position, and uh, and for what whatever hap- for whatever reason, like you know, it really like gums up uh, Jordan's brain, and the moment that really really solidified my brain is like we're playing with Jordan and Candace, me, and I think it was jason i think it was jason i think yeah, yeah i think you told me about and, this yeah and and basically uh he he lays down i lay down basically we lay down our, our initial positions and jordan goes did i just lose and i think i think you, you've lost yeah you, you're not gonna win just, just for this position and then, were you saying that sincerely or you were just trying to get into his brain uh i from my analysis like you know it was where he had put himself in such a position because he was trying something like, you know, he was just trying to maximize, but like I did something that was uh, not within his interests. Right. And, and basically uh, if I did another thing uh, during my turn, he would just, he'd be boxed out in a way that he'd have to just recover. Mm-hmm. And, and he, uh, he goes like, Hey, maybe we should just start over. And like, like, cause we talk about Jerry and I, where it would be just a fun game to deal out the bids you know like as far as like the various factions and powers and stuff like that and just go through that get your opening position and then like okay the rest is just math let, let, mm-hmm. let, and let's just do that again because the bid itself is so fun because you're, you're you're trying to create these little engines from these pieces and everyone has access to these pieces mm-hmm. uh, and the opening position is so important sometimes and it's just one of those things where uh Jordan doesn't think he is as good as, as he should be. I don't want to speak for Jordan. So I, but you're saying Jordan doesn't think he's as good. This is your theory. This is my theory. So, so I don't want to <laughs> over speak for him. But like I've talked to him about this a lot. Oh, okay. Be- because, I was like, I hope he's. This is not the first time he's heard this the, the, theory. Because like you know, because uh, because he's you know he has this like this forlorn look about him when he's like looking <laughs> yeah. at the and, 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 I, and it's it's just so fun for me to watch, especially here because he's just in himself over and over and over. I should do this. Should I do this? It's just hilarious to me. Because that's why I think a game should be a game should, you know, your biggest opponent in some ways should be yourself. Because mm-hmm. if a game is giving you that many options that you are, you are, you're steaming, your brain is steaming just a little, uh-huh. then that's, that's, that's great. You're using all your faculties, you know, like, like that's, that's what a game should be. If it, if it crashes your brain, then like the, the game's too hard. Mm-hmm. But if but if it's you're you're slightly overheating, like you're you're, you're maximizing. That's your, the, that's the that's the zone. That's to the be zone. In, like, right? you know, that's, the, the, that's where it feels good. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I agree. I, I, and so and so I feel like Jordan is in there all the time, except for the fact that he wants to win. He <laughs> goes like, I don't want to spend three hours like knowing that I've already lost. And Candace was so mad at him because Jordan would not shut up about it. And Candace goes, "You don't know Jack." And he goes, "And then when I won, he goes, you see, Paul, he won. He knew he won. I knew he won." And he was, it was just so hilarious how, uh, yeah. So, so that that was one memory that I was like, "Oh, this is 
hilarious. This is so fun. Another another memory, and I'll make it short. I'm sorry, monologue. Oh, no, no. The monologue away. I like a Paul monologue. Uh, uh, it's it's full of like drama and excitement. Yeah, like uh, another we're. Cause, cause it's, and by the way, I am list, I'm actually listening to you. I'm looking th- also through my BG stats app, so I had no games to reference. Oh, so no, I'm actually listening. If I, if you see me looking at my phone, yeah. it's not that I'm bored. I'm listening. Yeah. So, so then I was playing with uh, I was playing with Mike Hanak, Jason, and I can't remember like uh, another friend of Jason or, or can, anyway. We're playing. We're playing uh, Age of Innovation, and I I I in how should I say this? I take the handicap. I take the 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 harder faction with the harder <laughs> everything. And in the first two rounds, I'm getting like slaughtered. Like I'm getting beat up. I'm like I'm at like negative ten, or I'm not negative. I'm like I'm, I'm negative, mm-hmm. and people are like 30, 40, 50 points ahead of me. Yeah. And Mike, you know, Mike has gotten so sick of like me winning and he's like aha look at you paul like let me, let me tell you this paul oh. if you win this game i'll take you to dinner <laughs> uh, my. And, and, it, and it just got me focused right off and i you know and so in the next four rounds i'm able to turn it around and i it, it goes damn it man <laughs> <laughs> and like it, you could see the crest of of my of my what this was like when spike lee made fun of reggie miller in the playoffs in 1994 and the and, knicks and, were and, about and, to killer Right. Do you remember that when this happened? Yeah. And like the Knicks were about to move on to the next phase or whatever. And then Reggie Miller was like, Oh, you're gonna make fun of me? And then like Knicks killer. Oh man, that was legendary. And then Reggie Miller did the famous thing with his hands. Yeah. yeah. And so and then we and then so like it's like we're, we get done at like one thirty and then in the morning and then we go get Korean barbecue. It, it, it was just it was just like, like ah twenty twenty three, age of innovation, Mwah. chef's kiss. Yeah. Uh I um yeah I've I've enjoyed Age of Innovation. I haven't loved it as much as you guys have, but I've uh like I, it would probably be on my top ten of the year. Like I, I'm the biggest proponent, I think of it. Yeah, but I think that's great. I I think it's actually been really um fun seeing you be a proponent of a game like that. Like mm-hmm. that this is like the Paul game, right? Yeah. Um, I have to say, like in terms of like the new to me, the games that were new to me that I really loved, I would say like there, there's like two two that are like in like the S tier mm-hmm. and that would be red cathedral and the rich and the good. Uh, both those love those games. Like love those. I was the rich and the good might have an edge only because I can see myself getting that to the table with sure. more varied groups of people. Yeah. And honestly, I mean the first time we played red cathedral, I think we were playing together yeah. and I, I got the tingles. My heart was beating. I was like, this game is so good. This game is mm-hmm. so, so good. I love this game. Oh my God. This game and is quickly everything got the expansion. Me expansion is wonderful mm-hmm. i just i was like oh my god this is absolutely amazing and then i also had that experience with the rich and the good um the difference is that with the rich and the good versus red cathedral the red, red cathedral i did not have an epic session that we had with john and stacy <laughs> where john and stacy at the end of the game tied each other in terms of having the least amount of charitable donations and they eliminated each other and it was this great john stacy are a couple and Stacy was about to win by a landslide and John decided to donate something to charity and the way the rule the game goes like whoever has the least charitable uh, givings gets eliminated so they so, took each other out so what's really funny is like Stacy is a, is a killer killer she's a finance person so like so this game is about money and stock market and she was 
killing us as far as her stock. Killing us. Killing us. There was like, we were like, we're playing for a second if. And then all of a sudden there was this, this like random situation where the, like John has this opportunity to, to donate or add all I think I said something, right? Yeah. And yeah, it, it, it happened. And like, you don't really know until it's revealed. I think I made I made some comment like by the way John don't forget like it is important to donate even though you were ahead before at the checkpoint like don't rest on your laurels it was like uh okay I'll donate something and by him doing that it was the exact amount that matched her and both of them out of the cause, because like, you know like it's the rich and the good and yeah. obviously these two people were not good and I think just like that theatrical moment of like oh you know was so good it's crazy it's crazy like, it's hilarious and every time I played the game the reveal of who is, you know, donated the least has always been a little surprising mm-hmm. and always hilarious. Yep. And uh, I know Tom had, we were talking to Tom and he had had, I guess, two plays where um, the, the stock market had really kind of like maxed out. So it, that's a shame because we've had experiences where the stock market has been all over the place. Yeah. And so for me, it's always been a very dynamic game. And I, I think Rich and the Good is like, if, Rich Good was just like, like it, was a, it was a fine. It, it, I think that's like an excellent game. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's that's probably like my number one, like new to me of experience. 20, of twenty twenty three experience wise. You know, I had a lot of fun watching you melt down playing eighteen eighty because you never melt down, <laughs> and so that was really great. And that was also a really fun day, despite you know the fact that you had a meltdown. The 15 hour agency, none of the 18xx, yeah. No. Yeah, that was really good. And I also played it um, with some some friends uh, recently. It was also a very long game, and also someone had a meltdown at the end, like, hurry the fuck up. That was a great session, too, even if it was super long. Um, I Another new, to, I mean, so I mentioned Soda Smugglers. I thought that was a great new to me sure, game. Yeah. Sky Mines, I feel like getting reacquainted with Sky Mines mm-hmm. was like wonderful. I'm like, oh my God, this game is so, 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 so mm-hmm. good. Definitely like, even though I had played it solo last year, it was this year when I really feel like I played it. It felt like mm-hmm. it was new to me this year. That was so good. You know, another thing, speaking of Jordan, that was really funny. We played Tragedy Looper. Were oh. you part of that game? No, no. I played Tragedy Looper twice. I was playing it. I played it with Dimitri and Jordan, and that was really fun because. And I think Jesse was with us too. And what was fun about that is Dimitri always has very interesting theories, theories anytime we play the game. And he's so sure about it. Well, but what was interesting though is that so Dimitri has sort of these theories that are you go, huh, about sure. And then Jordan is he's a lawyer and he's very like logic driven and he also has strong theories. And so in Tragedy Looper, I was the mastermind and I was going to do something. And Jordan was very sure that it was going to be one thing. Dimitri was very sure it was going to be another thing. And it was neither of them. And watching the reaction during the reveal, I just remember it being like a... It wasn't like, oh my God, I just outsmarted you. It was more like, I love that for them, they got like the rug pulled out from under them. And mm-hmm. that like for a moment, it was like, oh, I have to rethink everything. That sure, was just sure. a fun experience. Twilight Imperium. Oh, of course. Yeah, I, I, that that was a great. I, I played my first Twilight Imperium this year, and yeah. I had a great time. But boy, did I really enjoy watching people melt down. There like, was a meltdown. <laughs> there was a meltdown by the end of the at the end of the game. <laughs> you could listen to the archives about that one. Yeah, but that that was really fun. I really really enjoyed that. That was a great time. Also, you know what? We when we played brick and mortar. Do you remember playing that? Uh, yeah, like at Matt's. Yeah, Matt's, and uh, you had some. You had a horrific game. Uh huh. 
And it was really entertaining to watch you try to like plug all the holes in your game <laughs> and you were just going down. Like uh, like I'm I'm known for saying my game night is successful if someone loses their cookies. And that someone could be me. Uh-huh. But you know, I'm, I'm totally fine if it's me. Like I but like if someone like really loses their cookies because like Remember, you're playing with like cardboard and plastic. Yes, and the, it, to to lose your mind over cardboard and plastic is ridiculous. And so, if it, it means someone really took it seriously, and I, 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 for whatever reason, good or bad, I just love the fact that, like, on occasion, someone will lose their mind. And yeah, you know what? Um, you know, it was also a great game. It was actually a great day of gaming. It was early in in 2023. You, me, Jordan. Uh, well, I should say you, Jordan, David Gilson, and I played games for like a whole day oh, yeah and um we played mind management mm-hmm. which was super fun yes, yes. and that was really fun watching i think i was the uh i was trying to outsmart you guys now that was a case where i was boxing by you guys this was not like <laughs> tragedy looper i did not outsmart anyone and that was really fun but then we also played lords of vegas late at oh, night oh my god lords and of that vegas was that was hilarious so fun but yeah. we thought we were being clever what what do we do we we like change the rules that way the game would last longer yeah, than it was a supposed little too to too long and it turns out, like, no, it was calibrated for the right length. And yeah. we kind of, like... Once again, someone lost their mind. <laughs> and it wasn't me. And it wasn't David. And I wasn't Ben. So... This is not supposed to be, like, uh, a pylon here. But it but it was... But again, I mean, these are all fit into your, like, in uh, in your way of, like, your definition of, like, what makes a great game at That someone loses their mind. I, I think so. I think I think because, like... Like, I... I, I I haven't said this in a while in the podcast, but basically you're here to make memories. Like, yeah. like there's, if you play, if you play board games and you walk out and they all blend into the same thing, mm-hmm. like what have you really done? You've just spent your time mm-hmm. like, you know, and you have no record of that. But like, if you're playing games and it feels such that like you're, you really can <laughs> activate that part of your feelings that like, you know, make it feel dramatic and, and you, go through decades i have memories decades ago where i'm like oh it's, it's so vivid i remember when we first played Battlestar galactica and tom just yelled and yelled at dimitri because like he thought that like you know dimitri thought he was a cylon and i was a cylon and it, we were like yeah. oh and like i still have it and i still smile i still smile yeah, like you know and, you always at the end you're always just laughing about all this stuff yeah and, and like you know like you're you're making you're making your spare time, your your you know your your luxury time, mm-hmm. like mean something, and I, I really believe that like good emotion, laughter, and like tears, like yeah. all the stuff is like you know, game night should be drama. Yeah, <laughs> it should be. Well, I think actually, by the way, like Twilight Imperium, I had, I had played January of last year as well, and Jake, a uh, friend of the podcast, Jake, uh, not Jake, who's on the podcast, <laughs> but Jake, a different Jake, Jake number two. He, I believe we had a situation where like his entire fleet was on Mechatol Rex or there's some, some situation mm-hmm. where there was going to be a roll of the dice and based on the roll of the dice, everything was going to be annihilated or he was mm-hmm. going to have a huge triumph and he rolled the dice and he lost everything and we recorded it and he, it was hilarious and it sucked for him and he handled it well. Mm-hmm. He was very chill. He's like, well, good night, everyone jokingly. Uh, and I had that happen to me once before. And like, it's true. Like those mm-hmm. moments, sometimes those moments of extreme, like, of extreme drama, like, yeah, like they I, make it great. Like this last year, like your, one of your favorite moments, my least favorite moment, you know, being the 18 XX from hell, uh, yes. where I were spending 15 hours because 
and I'm dying. I'm literally dying. You know, I look back at that and I go like, that makes me smile. Yeah. Like, I'm not angry at any one person, James. I'm, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I'm not, you know, I look back and I go, that was like, you. I have 365 days a year. I have, you know, this many hours. How many hours do you remember? Mm-hmm. How many hours, how, how many moments do you remember in your year? Yeah. You know, and like, like I have that, you know, it wasn't fun going through it at the time. Right. But like, For you, you know. For me, <laughs> but like it, it made some people laugh. It made few, uh, some people smile. That some people got to win, and some people got to watch me lose my cookies. Yeah. It's, it's totally okay. It's probably like me losing my mind at the end of Democker. I was like, I'm never playing this game again. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's probably hilarious for everyone else to see me do that. Um, the uh, uh, the other, oh, I forgot. What I was going to say, oh, you know, what was also actually a very fond memory. Um, was when we played like two games of hegemony at once at Tom's office. We had two games going yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was a fun memory for me because we started early and I think it was like midweek mm-hmm. or something. And it was like, everyone was excited. So we had two of the same game going and like that had that special energy. And there was a little bit of a dust up mm-hmm. at the, at the other game. Sure. And that dust up was honestly, it was very funny to me. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's, it was funny because, again, it was one of those things where someone said something very caustic. Mm-hmm. The other person was like, you know what? Shut the fuck up, mm-hmm. basically. And there was like an awkward silence that fell across the room. But it was kind of like that's we always talk about. Oh, was that the night that so-and-so said that thing? Like, it's, it's, like, it's like it's funny. It was, it was Mike and Dimitri, right? Oh, uh, yes, it, it was it, Mike it, and Dimitri. It, it, we'll it, say it. We'll it, say it. it, 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 it if, if Dimitri, like. Dimitri is tired of Tom just like like pushing uh, you know like like kind of like maneuvering Mike and Dimitri could not let it go so he keeps on just like sniping at Mike again and again and again and Mike goes like you know mate you've gone too far (laughs) and he he stood up from the table and he did this thing where he like sort of punched the air in a way that was almost like Tony the Tiger and he was sort of like he's like you've gone too far mate too far I'm, I'm just trying to fucking play the game and we were all like, what's happened? Oh, my God, is there going to be a fight? But it was hilarious. It was well, like, secretly, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Uh, another another fine moment. Western Empires. <laughs> uh, well, that was not last year. But yeah, oh, my God. Was that, was that, was that last? Was not last year? That was 2022. But oh, I mean, okay. that was that was my big. <laughs> Ooh, I lost my mind with that game. I was inconsolable. I was a, not a happy camp. I wonder if I'd be at. I, I feel like. There are certain games, game sessions that have kind of broken me. Sure. And then I think a lot about why they broke me mm-hmm. and like, what can I do to not be broken by that situation? And I will literally talk about them in therapy. And so I do feel like I've grown mm-hmm. from each one of these moments. Sure. Because every time I come back, I'm like, why was I in a bad mood about a game? <laughs> like literally Tom had told me, like told us the way the game is played is that like, you make deals and people can welch on their deals. That's the game. And then I got welched on and I was furious. I had felt like Tom had punched down on me, yada, yada, yada. And um, uh, check the archives. Check the archives. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if I would. I think maybe now I'd have a more chill reaction. I'd like to think to Western Empires. But, you know, we should do. We should play Western Empires instead of uh, Imperial Steam. <laughs> We should do that. <laughs> the next time, Fierce, you go, Fierce, you know, say, uh, like, Western Empires, you know, because I think I'm ready to play that. You just say that, like, you know, 
I mean, I just, the thing is this: I just don't think I liked Western Empires beyond. I think that, I think if I had liked the game, I might have been okay getting dunked on. Mm-hmm. But I think since I already didn't enjoy the game, like then it was just you know when you when you're already unhappy and then you get dunked on, it's like, hey, I'm having a bad time. Why are you making me like have a worse time? No, but it was. I don't uh, know. Maybe I've been. I've been like. I've been working on myself. Yeah, no. I, I've been it, working on how I react to things. Like, yeah. I mean, like, like games reveal character. Yeah. And like you know, and if you don't like what you see, you can change it. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally. You know, if if you don't like what you see, you go. You can change it. And if you don't use that opportunity, then you get to repeat it. <laughs> and you know, the funny thing is that like it does sort of circle all the way back to the Manhattan project Two discussion, mm-hmm. because one thing that I've talked to you about a lot is that like, sometimes I do feel like it's hard for me to get, get the games that I really mm-hmm. want to the table. And I'm like, you know, other people, they just get their games so easily. They just say, I want to play this. And I just don't feel like I have that ability. Like if I say, I want to play this, that people are just going to like, want to do it. And you've always been like, Ben, you can do it. You just choose not to do it. <laughs> you like, if you want to be, cause I'm always like, I just don't want to be domineering or something. I want to be like, you know, diplomatic. I don't want to be someone who like comes in and says, this is the game that we're playing, whatever. And you're like, well, Ben, though, if you want to get a game to the table, you know what to do. Just do it. So I've been working, I've been flexing that muscle. So it's like, there's part of that that happened with yeah. the Manhattan Project thing and too, and it's like, and so it's kind of like, ooh, my I personal screwed growth. over, I, my personal growth <laughs> screwed over Jordan, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But it is like, like all these things just kind of grow out of the. I'm always so impressed by how much introspection I wind up having because of game night. Yeah, no, I think this is why, in some ways, we come to game night because uh, we, we want the fellowship, blah blah blah. But like. I really think like people competition is there to improve yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like it, it like t- talk to any Olympic person. I don't know any, I'm just making this up. Okay. As I speak. Uh, but like, you know, Hold but on, I've got peekaboo street on the phone here. That's one right. Second. Like, like Simone Biles is on the phone. <laughs> and you go like, if the other person wasn't as good, you probably wouldn't be as good as you are. For me, it's, I don't know. The competition is probably part of it. I think for me, like, like theoretically, any situation that you're in, you're going to grow from or you're like, but I don't know if I'm always as, I don't know if I'm as consistently forced to be introspective Mm -hmm. about me and like why and my motivations as I am with game night. Mm -hmm. There are other situations that definitely cause it, Sure, but like as consistently it's, and I think it's for me, the reason why is that this is a this is a blocked out time Mm -hmm. that like, this is a time where you're supposed to have fun. Yeah. And if you come out of there and you are feeling surly or you're feeling angry or you're feeling like, Oh, I wasn't heard. And then I think like, but it was supposed to be a fun time. Why wasn't I having fun? It's like that disconnect for me. I then think about why wasn't I having fun? And like that causes me to think about like, why did I react Mm -hmm. to that? Sure. What is it that was, what was, what was triggered and what was it? And a lot of times it's that, like, I felt like my voice wasn't heard, which really has nothing to do with game night. It has to do with just my life, you yeah. know, like oh, what yeah. I've gone through in my life that led me up to that very moment, you know, it's, it, someone stepped on a trigger in some way and a, a trigger was stepped on at Western Empire. The trigger was stepped on at age of, uh, age of steam, probably going yeah. into it a little bit. People, you know, everyone has triggers and everyone steps on them all yeah. the time. And I feel like with, game night it's just like if you're coming to a 
into together into a space where, where we are competing. And so knives are out a little bit more and it's also supposed to be fun. Like there's always a good chance you're going to come out being like a little cut, a little cut. And then you say like, <laughs> like why, like why is it that, and I've said this in the podcast before, why is it I can play an 18 XX game, which has really vicious moments and I can go on on the record and say listen you just gotta roll with it that's the fun of it you gotta <laughs> laugh and then for other games i can't yeah. and like that's what's so cool about it is like thinking about how all these games uh-huh. um it's a good hobby you should get into it yeah so if you're interested <laughs> in gaming um can uh, i recommend some starters or, or you can listen to cake talk <laughs> cake talk is good too cake too that's right cake, cake too. too that's right there we go that's now that's a game that's where you're right. climbing up a cake we, we can see if tom donnelly thomas d donnelly is a good at climbing cakes he well, does not like cakes, by the way. He prefers cookies. That's totally. I totally uh, accept that. Do you? So for his birthday, does he not get a birthday cake? Does he do like a birthday pie? Is he one of those people? We don't know yet. We don't know this year. We, like he hasn't in really the past, expressed. Like, in the past, what is what does he wanted for a, a birthday dessert? I think regardless, because he had young children, it was cake. But like, I think a couple years ago, I, I got him a bunch of uh, cookies <laughs> uh, all around LA. So here, here, right. happy birthday! Here, here, cookies, you non-cake creep. Like, yeah. who, who doesn't love cake? My mom also does not love cake. She has declared. Is, is to this me. a type of person, or, you know, or is this? I, yeah, I, I just thought like cake was just something universally enjoyed. So, but. like in Australia, when I used to live in Australia, uh, there used to be like men, I mean, you know, there are menus in restaurants, and there are five desserts, and usually the chocolate, a fruit, blah blah blah. But the fifth dessert is always a cheese plate. Great. Uh, I am not a cheese person. So, yeah. so, uh, one day, like I was at a barbe- barbecue and he was like, I was thinking, like, who orders the cheese plate? Obviously, you get the pavlova or the panna cotta or even the chocolate cake or the ter- whatever. <coughs> and then we're at a dessert table at this barbecue and, uh, there were cakes, pies, blah, 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 blah. And then there was a cheese plate. And then this woman comes in and takes the cheese plate. And I literally, our reef's like, you're the one fifth. <laughs> yeah and she's like excuse me <laughs> so or she say excuse me yeah, she's yeah, in australia exactly so so maybe there is a there's a, a fifth of the population are cookie people who are non-cake cookie people well but i mean yeah yeah i mean my, my mom will often say like i don't i i don't she, i mean she eats cake but she's like i don't really she she like will trend towards pie instead mm-hmm. pie is a great i love pie yeah I love i'm it. just intrigued to see what tom would like what tom's birthday if it's like you put what tom wants a candle in mm. you know maybe it's a muffin or or, or or like a board game a board game like a, a cake a cakey board game well i think that's a great way to end the episode um so thank you everyone for listening um uh and hope you all had a wonderful new year. I don't have my little script for the end of the episode. So let me, let's see if I can wing this. Okay. Um, you've been listening to Game Brain, produced and edited by Matt Robinson, Tom Donnelly, Trey Alsop, and Ben Mandelker. Art by Edamar Peleg. You can find him at kruboloni.com or at kruboloni on Instagram. Also, music by Daedalus. So thanks. And... <laughs> Go find some. Go play some games with friends, or find some friends with games. Uh, and, and and there was probably another sentence in there. Yeah, but you know, like yay. <laughs> <laughs>